Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game, a podcast presented by Melee Stats. I'm your host, Gimme That Wheat. I'm here with my great friend. It's been a little bit, Ambi Sinister. I'm here with my good friend, Edwin. Uh, and then I'm here with someone who can be described as many different things. He can be described as a commentator, uh, TO, possibly, but probably most fittingly described as uh, my cabin mate for an upcoming cabin themed uh smash tournament uh i'm of course talking about chroma what's going on chroma hello hello i'm very excited for smash camp i think our cabin is is gonna do well um in the most uh, people throwing up versus uh, during pickup basketball of any cabin yeah, yeah i'm uh, i'm expecting to probably not need to go to the hospital but i'm expecting to like black out for a second after i try to dunk on um jim jam flim flam or something uh as i like absolutely fail in that sense uh i i expect to hit my head and kind of lose consciousness for a couple seconds that's good you're prepared because you had a lot staked on that i remember you telling him that it wouldn't be that hard to learn to dunk this year um yeah well the year's not over and i <laughs> said got... i had a whole year you've got like um, 72 hours that's enough I, I told him, uh, and to, to clue everyone in on this, in September, I, I met him in person. I saw I, I met up with him. It was very fun. Uh, there, I told him that, given enough time, I could dunk. He didn't believe me. I said, well, Allen Iverson can dunk. Russell Westbrook can dunk. Um, people who are, like, around my same height, uh, if not shorter. And uh, he, he thought bringing up some of the most athletically gifted players of uh, all time was... Maybe not, maybe not the closest to to my current ability, um, but then I did tell him that uh, I, I was walking around one day. I saw a, a hoop. I was in jeans. I wasn't prepared. Yeah, uh, I got like my fingers over the rim. It was. I said if I could do that without any prep, surely. Yeah, you know, I'm not that far off. Um, but of course, this episode is not about who can dunk and who can't dunk. This episode is about a lot of things, and uh, I, I guess fittingly, you know, the, the first thing that we should talk about is Smash Camp. So Smash Camp is, uh, I believe this is the fourth iteration. We saw two in 2019, and I think one the year before, um, or I'm making that up, or this is the third. But whatever it is, by, you know, by this time already, it's already grown in the hearts of viewers, and probably most uh, notably attendees. I, this is something that I've never been to. I'm really excited to go. But I've heard so many amazing things about going as an attendee. Chroma, I know you've been. How many uh, How many times have you been before? I don't really remember. It kind of blurs. Uh, it's it's either two or three. Okay. <laughs> I remember there was one where it was hot and one where it was cold. And I'm trying to remember if there was a third that was either hot or cold or some sort of mix. I feel like it was two. But I don't know. Mix feel like it would be a third category, right? Like if it was if it was two hot ones or two cold ones, I understand them blending together. But if there was like a temperate one, that feels like it would be it would stand out enough on its own. Right. And temperatures are gonna be like, I don't know, fifty to sixty five. It's Arizona, but it's kind of up there a little bit. I would like to uh, apologize for the cruel, terrible things everyone else but me has said about Smash Camp in the past, about how it, it shouldn't count. And uh, it's a joke tournament, and that it's a Mickey Mouse uh, convention. I mean, I'd like to apologize for everyone for all those things and admit that we said them, um, but not me. 
I don't. It, it was I everybody don't think else. Any, I, I actually don't think any anyone else here said that. I, I think we've been nothing but kind to the, these uh these one. I, I might have said that. I, I have to look my Twitter. <laughs> it might have actually only been practical tests. <laughs> now that I, I, I think, yeah, I think every wrong opinion we've had, we can attribute to Pitas. <laughs> we just we just siphon it off to him. He was the one who made that uh uh that COVID denial podcast episode. <laughs> he, he was he was the one who did that. The, the seven hour COVID denial special <laughs> podcast for super patrons only, and we for super patriots. Um. But yeah, I mean, looking into this event, this is, uh, hey, I mean, this is probably one of the first events that we've seen that with people like actually going out of state in a long time. We saw the town throwdown um, last week, which was cool. We got to see Magi play with people from SoCal and NorCal. But this is probably the first time we saw it since Smash World Tour, right? It's, um, it's watching, wild. watching the town throwdown just made me miss just live tournaments so much. You could hear the crowd. You could just hear Phil screaming. Um, I got to mess with the commentators at the town throwdown. Uh, one was very drunk and one was very high. And one of them hadn't uh, watched Kadoran more than three months earlier. So it was really, you know, I was in prime form. Um, and it was just seeing everyone having a good time playing Melee, I think, is something very cathartic that we really haven't gotten to experience for basically a series of unfortunate events. And, um, and, and you know, the communal, you know, the communalness of, of Smash Camp is great. I always tell everyone, don't go. Because I kind of, it always hits cap number one. I just kind of want space for for people you know I'd like to see to go, which is extremely selfish <laughs> of me. It's a very unique event. I always say that you know if it's your first event and you don't know too many people in the scene, it might be a little bit tricky because you, I mean you're really out there. You're in the middle of nowhere. There are cabins. Um, there's being outdoors. There's you know making sure you've brought enough food. These are things that are advanced. These are hard <laughs> things. These are these are difficult challenges for the Smashers to to overcome. And it's not very close to an airport, but I mean, it just speaks to the quality of the event, how quickly it caps, and how enthusiastic everyone who's there. Um, you know, it's really more like a festival. It's it's the closest thing to a European style major that we have, having never been to one. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean. Maybe the uh, competition is the how does the competition stack up to the European style majors? Edwin, I know you are one who has always uh, got an eagle eye for what's going on in brackets. We don't have a bracket just yet. What we do know is that there's going to be uh, a pretty good smattering of top players. We, we've got S Fat, Face Roll, Fiction. Uh, I believe Moki is going. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Um, but uh, we have the person we just talked about. We have the guy who won the town throne, and we've got Kadoran. Uh, looking at this, just like this group of players, I think is something that you know doesn't stand out to me as that unusual. But it's still cool. Like in these days, seeing a land tournament where it's like, yeah, this sounds about right. It's like that's a that's a welcome respite from all the online stuff we've seen. But yeah, Edwin, what do you think going into this uh, bracket? Well, I just want to say what a lovely introduction. I got a lot to uh, I got a I, I got a lot to work off that. You're right. I did have my eye on this event. I took a look at the entrance <laughs> list beforehand. Uh, one thing I'm quite excited for is the return of a lot of competitors, or at least 
a group of competitors that we don't really see that much like competing in a high high stakes tournaments nowadays like we have duck coming back mm. apparently he plays marth or something now marth, so, right yeah. yeah so i'm excited to see how duck fares in bracket um i'm really excited to also see rio beat uh and you know, in capacity as a competitor. Uh, I still think that guy is pretty good. I'm, I'm curious to see how he'd perform. I think he'll be fun to watch at this event. Um, Squid is playing as well uh, at, at this tournament. And I think we're, and we're seeing Albert as well. Yeah. Just in general, a lot of like really, uh, a lot of really good West Coast players who we kind of saw, like, I mean, Rio Beats, not West Coast, but like, but like the general theme of a lot of players who we've seen be a bit like sporadic in their activity if not just outright inactive lately that are all kind of converging at this tournament. So I'm, I'm pretty uh, interested to see how they turn out. And I think at the top level, like, yeah, I mean, you said it pretty well. One thing I would add is that I think like the, what made the town throwdown really fun to watch, at least from the outside is that like, I think, uh, you know, as, as people from the Northeast, I think it's like, we kind of take it for granted. Like if if there's a big new England event that like, there's going to be New Jersey players there. There's going to be people from Tri-State and whatnot. So I think some regions tend to, ha- it just tends to be easier for them to consolidate all their players together. Like I think the Midwest is a really good example of that. And, uh, you know, the town throwdown was, was like NorCal, but it, but it had Magi fly up, you know, it had, uh, people from SoCal there obviously as well, like Kador and whatnot. So, you know, if this, uh, if this is another example of like a, like a big regional or like, like a big event featuring a lot of, uh, Good West Coast players in a way similar to how there's Midwest events that feature people from Illinois, Ohio, Michigan, whatnot, and people in the Northeast across states. I, I think that's a really good sign. I'm excited to see this event. I wish I could go. It just just wasn't the cards for this year, but uh, I there's a lot to look forward to. Do you think you would have been able to go? Like this caps so quickly. Do you think you would have like had the ability to do that? Like would you have had the like the sneaker drop fingers? Like being able to put all your information in. Drip or drown, baby. I don't know. That's a no. No shots. <laughs> absolute, Edwin doesn't have it. Uh, no, maybe I in 2023. Yeah. Maybe hmm. maybe then. We'll see. By by 2023, you might be. Uh, we've we've I've, I've cooked up a couple different scenarios where you're just banned for the community. Um, a couple. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Weed actually has been working on this a lot lately. I've not been work. I've just been like having that so Raven esque visions of of Anok doing the wrong thing, um, and the community just like really putting its foot down. I like the doing one the wrong thing. I, or, I, what does this mean? Homemade waffles is doing really well to major. Let's say, and you, oh, no. you're excited. <laughs> yeah, you see, he's you know he uh, takes a game off of Zealot, and you decide to shout for your friend who. Oh, you got it. <laughs> got it that rules Uh, by the way that that you can't say you hate the president anymore i just you know that's something i say at least twice a week i mean i really don't get you know it's very confusing to me we'll get your own segment on the show where you can talk about how much (laughs) yeah you have to win the stock exchange i was i was promised 85 minutes about this (laughs) this is a political podcast right (laughs) yeah welcome to chapo smash house um but yeah no i I think there's like so edwin you are going to genesis as far as i know um you're signed up at least and i think that you know with without trying to spend too much time on this there are probably like four or five different scenarios where you immediately get banned one we talked about 
that where you got beat up, but I think that you like end up getting banned for this also somehow. Um, let's say there's someone uh, currently number one on the PGR contenders list who owes melee stats money. This uh, one will have yeah. Actually, this is. I I was talking to to Edwin about how to approach how to, like broach the subject with this um, guy who will. It's call, just a total uh, lose lose, we'll right? Like, even in, even in a situation where with this hypothetical hypothetical player, I'm completely unambiguously in the right. I have every right to confront this person. And Alex just from the from the side with a chair. From the top rope, dude. Yeah, yeah so the, the idea to... is is you walk up oh, to this Brock player Sampson. and you go. You yeah. know, like you, you told me you're an inch taller than him. So like you've got the high ground. You walk up to him and you go, Joseph. I, we should explain this a little bit. So Edwin has actually been, and as probably a lot of you patrons know, because this is how he's trapped you. Edwin has been engaging in a bit of side betting uh, on melee tournaments, which is really his, his true calling. And, you know, if you win, you get his money. You win Ben Stein's money. And if you lose, you have to join the Patreon is, is how it mostly goes. And Edwin's stakes have been going higher and higher. And, you know, of course, when you win, you should you should double. You should double up. You should just let it all run again. And Edwin, I think at this point, is what is it? Like a couple hundred dollar bets with uh, with Schmango? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and you're what are you? You're one and one right now, right? Yeah, one and one. Which I was worried because the first time um, I was like, "Uh oh, he's going to come into the patron chat, and we're going to have to delete like everything." <laughs> I, don't I don't know. What notable we've said. mango haters and melee stats. <laughs> yeah, noted, <laughs> man- noted mango haters. Absolutely. Um, but the second time you won, but you have counterparty risk here. And, and you know what that means is that if he, <laughs> yeah, like, you, was... you gotta. <laughs> Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, the way to put this, it's like if the if you owe the bank a hundred dollars, that's your problem. If you owe the bank a hundred million dollars, that's that's kind of the bank's problem, isn't it? <laughs> They're not getting it. Yeah, there's no way. I, there's no way I can win this, right? Like, you can't collect no. from Mango. No, you're done, man. So, so what oh, happened? You got scammed. How do you think he made so much money? So, so here's the scene, honest. Right? Here's the scene, right? After multiple attempts to kind of, you know, settle the score, I finally go up to him, Wait, so try, to, try you, to make myself to, serious like, at, at a score, <laughs> at, at an event, and Alex19 is just not, just does not have any of it. Immediately goes 0 to 10 really quickly. I just, don't think it has to be multiple times. I think the first time you walk up to Mango and you go, Joseph, I think he picks you up like you're a cartoon character and just goes, and, yeah. and Mr. Marcos, you just become I, flat, and then I have to like have bring you out like you're a like you're a blanket or something, <laughs> like an accordion. <laughs> of course, in this situation, I I mean, not only do I lose because Alex kicks the shit out of me, but everybody gets upset at me. Yeah, yeah you it's, it's your this fault is, for sure. Yeah, I somehow man. get banned from the scene. Edwin greedily attacked Mango. <laughs> You really shouldn't have made that joke about breaking his kneecaps before you went up to him. <laughs> this is yeah. They just you know we're we're at kind of a transitional time in the scenes lifespan where we really have to just make examples out of people, and unfortunately they had to throw the book at you. <laughs> I, it, 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 you know, I really hate for it to be you. You are the guy, but you know, it's like you got to make an example out of someone. Look, Edwin, this is how justice systems go. To ever touch the powerful people, we have to... The only logical response, the only one that will work, is that if we make um, all of our laws so strong that you're going to get 25 to life for this. And this is this is what's going to happen. <laughs> this is the perfect discussion for Smash Camp, by the way. This is so on topic. 
Yeah, Smash Camp rules. Um, I gotta say, so as you were going through the player list, I was thinking, well, you know, you know, that person might actually just be there to see some friends and you know, like play Marth haphazardly in teams and and maybe not care. But I will say, like anyone that makes it in deep into this bracket cares. They are trying as much as any other tournament. Um, you know, like Mango, I think the last time, and obviously I don't, you know, my my sky cam on Mango is not operational lately. I think one of the dogs probably probably found it and ate it, uh, which is why I'm not getting my data. But yeah, I really didn't see him most of the weekend. He was mostly just practicing. I mean, he was trying pretty hard. Everyone there was, you know, a combination of enjoying themselves and then just grinding like a lot like there were there were cabins exactly you know like i think i went on some runs you know i saw some people go to the lake um or people were just cooking violence always cooks and some people i think i really didn't see outside of their cabin for most of the weekend the trick test here is fiction i have no idea i have no read i i think there's like a just about as even chance that he never leaves his room and he only plays falco against various opponents that are brought to him. He like doesn't even enter bracket because he's like on top of a tree in the middle of the lake. He's trying to it's, find people to kayak with and everything. I guess the best question here is you know, what is weed's legality status in Arizona? I think, you know, I went running around the area and I saw more like I will shoot you if you walk within a hundred yards of my property than I've, I've seen anywhere else. But, you know, the camp is pretty self-contained, I will have to say. Um, All right, yeah, so what, it's it's about like how much of a chiller uh, Nick Yingling is. Pretty much, who is a super chiller also gives himself ulcers every single time this event runs. Mikey and you know Mikey and Yingling and everyone who runs this, they they deserve everything. Um, I gotta say one thing that I just realized looking at this, I'm also kind of happy it isn't the biggest thing because like the the yard boys are going, and this we got, is we got the someone. weird. Do we have everyone? Yeah, I think I, I'm not sure exactly. I gotta take another look. I don't know who's gonna bail, but like the last Smash Camp, like stuff had like you know, I, I can't say this when it's recorded. Um, but it's kind of you know, it's an intimate affair, is really all I'll say. Um, so it's it's kind of I think nice that those boys will not get so just flooded by a huge amount of people, even at Riptide, when it was. It was Aiden. It was yeah. It was just Aiden and um and Nick Envy at the end of the day because I think Slime's back hurt and Lud had something that he had to do, and they were still getting mobbed. And this is like where they grew up in Smash, you know. Like imagine Lud at Genesis. I can't I can't think about what that looks like. Yeah, probably pretty wild. Probably pretty wild, and so it's kind of nice to have something that's maybe a little bit chiller. I mean, we'll see. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think like Smash it. Camp is one of those weird ones because to me, it's like the most chill and also the least chill event to possibly exist, just sort of by construction. How um, least chill? Because I think I see your point, but I don't really. Well, don't it's like exactly. a rager in some sense, right? Like at least yeah. for some subset of the people there. Like, well, you know, here's I... here's the thing that I've observed over my years in the scene, and it, absolutely, you guys have too. Every event can be a rager or a non-rager. <laughs> because there's always some VIP area of top players that has way too much alcohol and we don't know how they got it and we don't know why they're drinking it now and it's just you know how like these tournaments um, Zane, I was talking to Epango today I was talking to Zane and how before the function got postponed IBDW said he was going and then instantly you know Zane and Mango said I want to go I want to get into it and so impromptu if one of them starts they all start 
And this happens with like turning tournaments into ragers as well. And I think top players are looking for some sort of strong man to guide them and to say, this counts, this doesn't count. An iron fist. If only we had a generalissimo in the scene strong enough to do what was right. Edwin, what do you think? Well, I, uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know what? I'm going to defer to wheat here, actually. I'm sure. <laughs> I think uh, as, as much as I like being, uh, as much as I like taking charge, as much as I like telling other people what they should do, which I love, don't get me wrong, I think uh, any good leader knows his expert. Oh, he's going to do the appraisal thing. We can just talk. Know more this, is, about this is where he calls himself the Bill Belichick. Again. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, first off, I want to say that there's um, a pretty big bug in my room right now. It's not very close to me, but uh, it's got wings, apparently. <laughs> See, it's It looks like it's a stink bug. You're ready for Smash Camp. Um, there's, like, at any second, if I just, like, you know, jitter or something it's it's normal mm -hmm. um it's also I, I don't know trick of the eyes maybe it's it's the light it's looking like it looks like it's getting bigger which i know can't happen <laughs> um but it, it truly looks bigger than it did when i first saw it uh but to get onto this topic at hand um so so jake i think you made a great point you know it's it's uh as someone who uh you know i've considered myself a front row freak at concerts um, I try to get front row at every concert I can go to. I love going to see live music. And, and one thing that I've noticed is that if the, so moshing can happen at anything. Moshing is more likely to happen at stuff. That's going to be upbeat, you know, punk type stuff. Um, but I've been to stuff that has not been that upbeat. Um, and the second they like, they like hit a certain threshold of like BPM, people will just be like, okay, we're like we're legally allowed to do this now, and then they just start pushing each other, and that's kind of like how it is for for um, you know tournaments like that, right? Like not necessarily going to be a rager, but uh, it like has the ability to become one, and because of that, it means that like yeah, it very well could be. Um, before we get into what counts and what doesn't count, do we just want to do our due diligence? And uh, <laughs> I think it's like you know. Sfats here, Sparks here, Kadoran or whatever. Do you guys just want to do a toss up and should we all just say Kadoran's going to win so we can like have a prediction before we go on? Three pals on W. Oh, sorry, Abby, yeah, go right ahead. I mean, I said my piece. Three pals done. It's a great, it's a great Smash Camp pick. He plays well. He's got the crowd. They love him. He did great last time. I believe I said Moki was going, which I think he signed up at one he, point, but he's, he's not, not signed up currently. Signed up, yeah. Also not signed up currently. Uh, Cody, IBW, was supposed to be going. And then uh, must have unregistered at one point. Axe is going just to hang out. He's got some uh, issue with his thumb or whatever. Um, so, like, we, we still have some good people who are here. I mean, Face Roll's here. Face Roll, I think, is very good. Um, yeah, there, there's a cool little, like... <clears throat> you've got Face Roll Spark, um, who would do pretty well versus Kadoran, and then you've got Sfat who will do pretty well versus the Sheiks, and then you have uh, Kadoran who does pretty well versus Sfat. I think there's like a pretty clear top tier here, but it, it's got a nice little um, rock, paper, scissors type thing. Edwin, one word, who do you think's winning? Uh, yeah, let's go with Kadoran. Sure, sounds good. Cool. Uh, so we're in agreement. it's all Kadoran. <laughs> I have um, 
So, God Orin, I love him. There can be no denying of his power and his might. Um, I do want to um, just check as I'm looking to, because this player is signed up and I'm not entirely sure they're going. So it's, it's a little unclear. Do you know what's going on with the Australians? Uh, I don't believe they're going to this. I think they were signed up at one point. Um, okay, yeah, because Josh Mann is signed up and that's my dark horse. <laughs> I think Fiction gets stuck under the lake or something and misses his match because he's meditating down there. Fiction definitely, someone gives him ayahuasca or something. Like, he gives himself ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> cut the tape, I, I, cut the tape. Cut the I've, tape. I've had very good experiences with, uh, hey, I'll even call him Shep to, to, to show that we're close. I've had very good experiences with him. Is he self-sufficient enough in the ayahuasca like territory? Probably. Okay. He's he's um, he's him. been through many battles in his time. Okay, I because I don't know if I if I like was in a situation where I wanted ayahuasca. I don't know if I could get it. So I, I you know, the fact that he is not in the same situation as I am and would be able to get he's it. He's a himself. top player. He is a top player. That's true. Yeah, let, um, let it be known that anyone listening to this podcast, we're not stating a fact. Right. We're not. We're not making any allegations. I've been lying or, mostly the entire. We're time. just saying if someone wanted ayahuasca. Uh, okay, yeah. So if we could bring it back to Smash Cam very briefly. Um, I do think that Sora is a fun pick because I think that he is, uh, if he does go, um, I, I truly feels... don't think he is. If he is, okay, it's his I home just, court. I think it's so likely that he'll be able to talk to his opponent during the set. Oh, yes. True, yes. So he's like, like, oh, maybe he's like a top 40 player. Like, no, he's like a top 10 player because he can talk <laughs> while playing. Uh, it's there are a couple weird. of these guys in? against the vibe. Yeah, no, he's on some the unreleased set of him, uh, like shit talking Sunsei in the uh, Genesis. I literally forgot what we called it, even though I worked on it. Um, yeah, there's there's an unreleased set where he just like destroys them because they both have mics on, and then they go mics <laughs> off, and it's like last game or something. Um, yeah, no, Su Sora Sora would be a super fun pick if he's going. I wonder. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to this. I wonder what's going on for Genesis though. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'll go. Uh, Fiction's gonna be, yeah, somewhere else. Um, <sighs> Kadoran is now becoming the like the, the favorite, and I feel like I don't know. I've had very good experiences with him, but is it fun to pick the favorite? Oh, dude, Nice is gonna beat him. All right, I'll just say Zamu. That's a good pick. That's acceptable. Zamu will, you know, he he will be uh, on the same thing as Fiction, whatever Fiction chooses that weekend. But Zamu will like use it to his advantage. He'll he'll like hone in and he'll like <laughs> he'll be like hitting every you know like he'll be like reading their text before they even think about it, before they even get hit. It'll be like uh, Cyrox at the Mango, very similar <laughs> kind of performance. <laughs> Out of the chaos comes a true champion. Speaking of the Mango, Edwin, we are looking at Smash Camp. We're talking about you know the. Something like this. This is a very jovial event. This is an event that um, it's very different for for the like the person who just enters to be there, or just you know, uh, is going to go O two or something like that. Uh, than the people who are in at the end, right? Like if you look at what Smash Camp means to the attendee, it's a lot different than Genesis or the Big House or something. Um, the air of competitiveness is kind of all over the place because this is an event where people do want to win i mean the whole thing about mango and uh smash camp end of summer um was that he lost to 
was it uh it was spark and was it amsa i i i forget um but you know he he did not win the event that he was slated to win um and then this whole thing about like well this event shouldn't even count axe was going young link or like people were drinking you know uh and it kind of along with the mango begs the question of um like what should count for for mpgr right uh you know the mpgr for a while the top 100 for a while has used this idea of um if if it's like a land tournament it counts right it's it's um instead of there being a governing body that says uh okay well you, oh sorry you got a dq so you ended up underneath 16 entrance sorry this local doesn't count um instead of having something like that where it's like you don't really know what's going to count or what does count um it's just the kind of uh blows right back past that question and just says it does count right it's like if you go to something it does count whether or not someone cares if you go eight and one with null or whatever like that you know that's a different story um but people people recently um have kind of wondered if there's something else to go with this and i think that smash camp is a good jumping off point because this is something that's been historically you know very fun a very um for some people centered on competition for a lot of others centered on not competition. Um, and, you know, obviously we are seeing all these online tournaments. So I, I guess we've already talked about online before, but you know, I haven't heard from Chrome. I haven't heard from Ambi. We had an episode with, uh, about it before, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this idea of the MPGR, uh, especially as we get into a time where, um, we don't really have an official start date of the MPGR. I think it's been kind of implied that it's already begun, but there was no real official announcement. Um, it kind of is a little confusing time for, for the top 100 or, you know, for whatever rankings we have. Um, Edwin, I, I know you are a man who you love rankings. You have, you've been making ballots, uh, I'm pretty sure, longer than I have. I think I think you did your first one before I did my first. Um, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts on how the top 100 works in this sense so uh okay well that let me let me sit on for a bit so you're someone who's been doing ballots well, for a well, while let me, well, yeah, let i'm me, happy, let me to, I'm happy really, to let edward let me, collect his thoughts yeah let me answer let me answer really quickly i think in general stuff. the way i've always seen it is that uh i think more data is good and i think that it's it's on panelists to kind of like each individually but also like together collectively as my good friend Ambie Sinister has put it so eloquently in his Planet Bandits piece, which I still cite all the time, that the whole point of like having results of tournaments is that like you have more data and you have more things to factor in when it comes to evaluating results from people who attend tournaments and who do well at them and, and show enough times that they care about competing against other people and doing well. It doesn't mean that every set is equal. It doesn't mean that every set carries the same amount of weight. It doesn't even mean that, that every set is predictive, but it's good to have more information and to have educated panelists do their like diligent research to determine, you know, what sets count more than others, if that makes sense. So maybe this is naive me, but I've always taken an approach that more data is good. Panelists can generally be trusted uh, to like evaluate data accordingly and to do their diligent research, at least among the panelists I've talked to. And I think, I think this whole idea of like what counts, the fact that it's popping up right now, if I have to be really honest, I, I think it says a lot to the kind of... Um, 
to the to the high level of unsatisfaction I think people feel with you know just quite frankly speaking Panda and how they've handled the whole ranking ranking scenario. Maybe if you wanted to take it, I'm happy yeah, to hop yeah, in. Yeah, I, I can I can jump in because I, uh, I yeah I saw you know when it's more data is always good sort of a thing. But yeah, uh, I just think this whole conversation is really dumb. <laughs> um, and like maybe maybe that's a little ridiculous of me, but like I don't know. I I've been around long enough to fondly remember a time where Mango would get blackout drunk and like still win, and he would lose to Kage, and people would be like, wow kage beat mango uh and i feel like nowadays there's this weird thing where like a player's choices at a particular event can or cannot make the set valid or invalid um and i think that's so lame i think that's so that's so stupid right because i think that like if you're gonna play yoshi or something um you know no reasonable panelist is gonna be like well you know you lost to Miffy or something. Um, Unless you're up. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) One Uh, exception. Yeah, but like, you know, I think that like this whole like crazy anxiety about like what sets count and what sets don't count. Like how many sets are you going to play at a particular turn? You can only lose twice. You, at worst, you get two additional losses. Um, And and, like, if we're going to write down what characters you play, like this is going to do nothing. This does nothing to anyone's ranking, whether the set, whether it counts or doesn't count. It's so marginal, uh, and like, I just think so. I just think it's all about like this weird ranked of ranking obsessed mentality that a lot of players have with every single set they ever play. Like they can never allow themselves the enjoyment of playing the video game if like their their reputation is on the line if they play a, a secondary or something, and they want like safe zones. Where like people don't pay attention to any set that happens in the whole tournament, uh, like why, dude? Like if I'm trying at a tournament and you decide you want to get drunk and play Yoshi, like rock on, go do your yeah. Yoshi thing. Like no one's gonna like no one's. We don't need to destroy the whole tournament. Uh, we it's can throw out the baby yeah. with the bathwater, right? Yeah, it's, it's like so it's like I I'm kind of bored of my main. Let me go uh, Donkey Kong for a tournament, but I want to yeah. go Donkey Kong, so that means that uh this texas player who traveled all the way here means that doesn't count for that yeah like if you want to play donkey kong rock on dude remember when plup did that it like yeah he like went like luigi and falco and shit at a bunch of tournaments he lost to like kaon like he didn't yeah we didn't move him to like 15th or whatever (laughs) like he still was placed quite highly in the rankings it did nothing people recognized that people beat plup secondaries like he did it at like ceo dreamland like no one's gonna be like CEO Dreamland didn't count. Pup went Luigi. Uh, so I just I think this is so stupid. There doesn't need to be like a tournament level invalidation of events because some people want to drink alcohol at it, or some people want to play secondaries, or some people are more interested in basketball or hiking or whatever the fuck. It's just like so stupid, dude. We could figure it out. We're panelists. That's like what we do. It's the whole point of having us. I have I have some thoughts on this, and I think it pertains to a lot of other things that we've talked about. But it is a really worrying trend in the scene because you know when i played out of my head um you know my crazy person head i don't think it ends super well most of the time and, and here's what i mean you know we could have a set group of events count and obviously you can't do that at the start of the year a lot of people don't even plan their big originals or even majors at the start of some year i mean you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's going to enter 
you don't know the relative weights of what counts. Something like tennis only happens because of massive amounts of institutional buy-in. Yes. Uh, huge contracts that hurt players when they don't show up. And a, a very agreed upon like incentive system that, again, only works because there are a bunch of powers that be that developed over a huge amount of time with big businesses behind them like Wimbledon or the big majors or something like that. Exactly. And some cash that we really don't have. Um, and there are a couple of instances that I think of when I think of like, okay, even if we had a situation where PTAS looks at it on Wednesday and says, this counts, this doesn't count, even in the best of faith, one thing that did actually upset people, and you know, I was joking about this in the beginning, and it was, you know, at the end of the day, a telephone game of people misunderstanding what people were saying. But, you know, Smash Camp had this correct, you know, um, you know, this correct sense that it was a, a tournament for fun. You know, you went to see friends and drink and be outside. But for a lot of people, and I would say most of the people who entered that tournament, that was a serious place to play some melee and to compete against people. And like a couple of people decided, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to have a good time and it shouldn't count. That doesn't mean that everyone who traveled across the country automatically all have their sets just totally abnegated. You know what I'm saying? Like free Palestine beat West Ball. So that counts. I don't know what to tell you. Ryubi gets good wins. It counts. I actually forget how, how Nico did at that tournament. Spark beat um, Amsa that tournament Spark also. It was really exciting. Amsa. It was incredible. That's it was, that was incredible. One of, the, one of the only times I remember people talking about like uh like another player actually getting rooted to get like like getting rooted for against Amsa, which is yeah. like so rare. Spark right? played and I don't know if the, the event, you know, it, it's it's hard to stream because it's in a forest, so people didn't really have an appreciation. I think there are VODs. I don't remember. But it was the most beautiful like end of the last game that anyone you know, we had ever seen, really. It was amazing what he did. And he beat Mango. And Face Roll almost beat, beat Mango. Mango. Yeah. Those sets count. I don't know what to say. You can't just have a situation. Well, like, okay, let's have a situation like the Mango. Like, there was one where he gets drunk. Um, he does not lose to Billy. I believe he loses to Kalamazoo. And then all of a sudden you have this huge sort of, you know, you know, domino effect where everyone just decides, well, okay, it doesn't matter. So we're all going to If you want to hold this against Mango, that's fine, right? Like if, if you want to be like, okay, well, the Kalamazoo set is not like a real win. Well, I don't know because you sure, can argue like, to be whatever. super unfair to Mango. And this is very controversial and it's not how I actually do the ballot. But our job is to evaluate how people do over the year and say, if they all entered a tournament, you know, you can run it as many times as you want. How would they do? I don't know. I got, I think, I think 7% of the time mango gets blackout drunk <laughs> and maybe that impacts his ranking. Maybe that's not fair. I think it's unfair. So I don't do it, but I think it's ridiculous to have this situation where it feels like players are afraid of competing, you know, in view of how it can affect their perceived rank. And, you know, Ipango talked to me about it today and, you know, I also share this point, but I have to attribute it to him because we talked about it today. And he said, look, Everyone thinks they should just be ranked higher than they are. <laughs> and there is a lot of natural worry about something if you're a player that will deeply affect you. If you turn out here versus there, um, maybe it impacts sponsorship, but really it's it's how you feel about yourself and it's how the scene perceives you. And it's a bit of a it's it's a bit reflexive in that sense. We're not as bad as tennis where you have to get higher rated if you aren't gonna play in the doll round two at a major or something like that, right? We have some give and take. But it's it's a little bit like that, but it's so not. I, I really think we're in a situation where people are just afraid of competing. They're they're weighing each situation where they show up to a tournament and saying, well, I don't know how this affects my perception and rank. And you're asking them to trust panelists. You're asking the community, and this is what I get worried about. <laughs> you ask the community to trust panelists on one side. 
And on the other side, you have top players saying, well, I heard that if I enter locals too many times, I'll get ranked three spots lower. And everyone just says, oh, well, that's how it goes. I mean, you had this, and you know, I love Tofen Hugs, um, but you had this ridiculous, ridiculous interchange on, on social media where Hug, I don't think it was Hugs, actually. I, I have to look at it, it again. But it was Hugs. Where they were like, you know, to, to, and then, you know, they're talking about how it hurts top players ranking to enter locals. And and Leffen came at this too. Um, but I think Tove said something like, yeah, you know, Amsa told me that he doesn't enter locals anymore because he's worried about the rankings. And Amsa comes in the response and says, hey, by the way, that's not true at all. Also, I was number one in Japan the last time I tried. And Tove's like, yeah, but wasn't it weird that I thought that? <laughs> and if you put and if you put us, you know, charismatic, lovely people as we are, but us versus the biggest names and luminaries in our scene, top players, I don't think we win that. So if they just all decide, like, here's how it's going to go, locals aren't going to count. I'll be able to retroactively decide whatever major performance I have, not counting, or I'm going to say only my best three major appearances should count for major, like should count for rankings. And this is what you have to figure out. What they say might end up going in the court of public opinion, and that that kind of worries me. Yeah. So one thing, one thing I want to just to piggyback off what you're saying. So like I, I wrote about this this type of dilemma. What you're talking about it kind of perfectly encapsulates like this dilemma that I wrote uh, about earlier in the week, right? And like this is the this idea that like and the Smash ecosystem broadly speaking has like three types of people, right? There's there's top players. There's TOs, basically event organizers, and then there's like content creators or con uh, like miscellaneous contributors to the scene, right? And like the amount of sway. And normal people. Normal yeah. people. There's normal people. That's the invisible fourth category. We'll, we'll, we'll get into The silent majority. Dude. Yeah, the silent oh majority. But this is going to be a 20 minute rant. It's gonna, he's going to have slides. I went stuff. on a while, so you got you to gotta let him go. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I just I'm think that like the, the sway that top players have over the public opinion, uh, a, a lot of it comes over the fact that like out of those three categories of people who are necessary for any competitive ecosystem to work forget about smash for a second any kind of like good ecosystem for a competitive community you need to have like those three like groups working know, in tandem dude. it's this is this is personnel i don't know if you need oh the God. content creators not personnel. No, i don't no, think you, you do that's no that's no, that's you incorrect don't. you need them to not you create to have, uh, you needed to have cults. a good healthy like you, you need to have like think of it like a vehicle right or like like a ship. Everyone's got to everyone's got to play their role. <laughs> you don't think like personality. Young man, Edward comes down. Dude. You know you you ever it's hear the naval quote, law now. You ever you ever hear the quote "nothing personnel, kid"? That's actually wrong. It's everything personnel, kid. This is how it goes. But, right. but anyways, back, back to a serious point. I, you just like, put a cold steel the hedgehog. I'm not yeah. sure if you get to go back to your point. No, it's, it's the uh, uh, yeah. Well, the, the point I'm bringing up is that they have a lot of sway. It's because they're the only people that like. As a group, collectively, I know there's exceptions to the rule, but they have an independent, uh, like, revenue model that is separate of, like, going to tournaments. So when top God. players talk about, like, well, I mean, like... You're right, though. I mean, you're right. Like, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, in the sense that, like, top players feel like going to a tournament, if it's not Genesis, the Big House, or Summit, in 99% of cases, they truly think that it is just not worth it for them. This whole idea that like, oh, well, like, I don't go to this tournament because it'll affect my rank or whatever, it is bullshit. It is obscuring the larger truth that these people do not think it's worth it for them to go to tournaments. And when 
And when they stop going to tournaments, and when they find out that their stream's not doing as well as they thought it was, and that their content outside of competing is not as good as their actual content of them competing, it's a wake-up call to them. I think I, there are a lot of ways we can go. Ambi, did you have something before we before I start segueing us into the next thing? No, I'm kind of zoning out. Well, here. <laughs> uh, I, I want to I talk about what, you know, so, like, we obviously as the content creators or whatever, you know, whatever, like <laughs> the third estate, you know, what I'm whatever saying. pillar we have, very, very um, important secret power. Um, you know, like in, we all have ballots here, like in a sense, we are the ones who uh, are actually doing the work. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you, we all mention it, when you talk about it, the, the top players are the ones who will sway public opinion. Um, and I think what's helping right now is the top players all kind of are um, not actually on the same page as they think they are. Like they, they are kind of saying the same thing, but they're really not all saying the same thing. Um, and there's a couple interesting facets in this. Uh, I, I think the idea that the idea that this is about locals is not really what it's supposed to be about. I think this is kind of obscuring what the actual thing is. So for example, um, you know, we had a private little chat. We were talking about stuff like this. Tafo is in there. Um, and kind of talking about the idea of, of people skipping out on tournaments um, I think I, I said as an example, um, because I think this all stemmed from Blur saying, like, not counting locals when we people would go. Uh, and then I brought this point up and I was like, if you didn't count locals, does Mango suddenly go to locals? And the answer is no. And in response to that, Tafo comes in and he says, um, well, you know, he's got a kid and, uh, it's probably like you know, two hour round trip to get at an A local in SoCal. And Which he is could fine. be, using, Which he is could be fine. using that time better. He could hang out with his kid. He could go to a kid's baseball game. Tafo's but, right. That's a, I mean, no that's, that's enough for that. me. I don't, you know, but it's not about now you got to go to locals. It's, it's about they the don't fact count. That going to locals don't matter. Do you know what Axe's peak was fourth on the MPGR? Do you know what his record was with meds? <laughs> He was four and four. He didn't even rank with someone who was ranked outside the top 30. But sure, let's say that doing that means that he's suddenly not top 10 anymore, right? We have like very well, good he examples. He was third, I guess, was the issue, right? Of this, so yeah, he pointed to something, maybe. He's probably his, better than Mango, yeah. <laughs> and someone said it, and then and it was like, well, maybe that's why. Um, Which is not the case. <laughs> yeah, I just, also, The fact that Amsa even got brought up as an example is just hilarious to me it's been like a long-standing like joke or like a like a topic among us like, like even when amsa was actually struggling in japan it basically was just in like an alternate dimension it was like he's gonna come here and just like destroy everyone yeah i mean it's and the new jersey of the rest of the world so. <laughs> i heard new jersey sorry i was i was looking at something yeah else. i mean new jersey good new jersey bad which one uh new jersey weird yeah that's right which, that's which is true objectively. that's absolutely correct anything could happen in the state um yeah, I mean, so we went through and I think as a collectively all looked at almost all the content about like why Melee is dying, if Melee is dying. First of all, glad everyone's making content. It's always good to have that sequence going. Mm -hmm. I have some obvious things that I wanted to say that I maybe didn't get to cover earlier um, about... Well, I, I oh. guess let's talk about why this is a conversation, right? Oh. Um, yeah, so, so that's... So oh. this starts because IBW makes a tweet uh, a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. Um, and the tweet is basically, I have a lot of respect for people who stream a dead game. Um, 
or it was something along those lines. And this, uh, obviously referring to Melee, got a lot of people talking. Um, and then it was kind of, uh, it's this type of thing where, um, Chrome, I'm going to let you go off on this because I know you've got very, uh, you know, you've got great thoughts. I want to just mention something recently, and this might seem like a tangent. Um, Mitski is a very popular indie artist, and she recently said she doesn't want people videotaping her shows because it takes people out of the experience of going to a show. Now, what happened was that a few people were like, eh, I kind of want to use my phone. <laughs> and then what happened after that was everyone was like, I can't believe Mitski just said this one thing and everyone attacked her. Let's back Mix Mitski up, right? It's this idea of like... Let's get him. The, the backlash being very tiny and the vocal minority. And then everyone is like, I can't believe everyone would say this. So I feel like this is the case, right? He says Melee's dying and then everyone's like, Melee's dying. Who's saying Melee's like, right? It's like, well, no one did, right? It's one guy who said Melee's dying. Um, but now we we are getting a whole lot of content. You're right about why Melee's dying. So yeah, Jake, let, let's let's go through what um what you mm -hmm. think on this because it's definitely like a cottage industry now. Oh, it absolutely is. And I mean, so I want to talk about the parts of this that I find valid or or frustrating for players. So I guess to start, like Moki and Nun's videos, Moki had one. You know, and Moki and Nun both said this is ridiculous. You know, top players are really stressing about this for no reason. But um, the big problem, you know, the big problem that Moki pointed out was, you know, if Panda can't use online for rankings, and if we want to use online for rankings, that's a huge issue for our scene. And it was the only way I could meaningfully compete. And if it doesn't count, I feel really shitty. And like none of my work or, you know, tenure as a player really mattered over those two years. And I wanted to just put a counterpoint out there though i do really empathize with it i think he's got a great point i think you know part of why we got such a big buy into net play is that there were things there were frictions about net play if you're a top player you're gonna play some people from another coast you're gonna play some 90 100 120 ping matches a lot of these connections are not as great as you think there are a lot of situations where top players will be playing each other the connection will be kind of shitty and instead of there being a DQ, which under, you know, full rigorous senses there probably should be, they'll play it out. And and part of that is that they understand that it doesn't count the same as LAN. And if people thought that this counted exactly the same as LAN, you would have, I think, a massive amount of dodging of certain tournaments. Like if HBOX can somehow either hypnotize himself into holding W the entire time, or there's something wrong with his setup in a way, and that's a sponsored player, an electrical engineer, chemical, sorry, chemical engineer, smart guy and there's still something wrong with this setup in some way where he is just getting blown out by every you know top 50 fox out there i think every player gets very afraid in that situation and i think they start dodging tournaments like i know players that didn't play because they were like okay i'm gonna have to play this guy from the east coast and they're gonna teleport on me and i can't tech chase them and maybe that was a giveaway um and so I think it's a little bit dangerous there, but I absolutely get what Moki's saying. I think we probably could have gotten away with online rankings and then had a great online versus offline thing going on. I mean, we're not ultimate, you know, it's not mm -hmm. a completely fraudulent competitive experience, but it's, but it's not. And, and this is no fault to anybody. Uh, what, what Fizzy did was incredible. What that team did is incredible, but it's, it's touchy. I mean, think about how many times players have said, I don't know about UCF. Or I don't know about that TV. 
imagine that same standard for net play. And I get a little bit worried. None, I feel terrible because if you look at how he did, he was a bona fide like top five player at various points during the Silvier. Did great. It doesn't feel like he ever got the recognition for that. And he had just a huge amount of personal issues to deal with over the last two years. And I think it's a huge fight. And his point was, I really just don't know what matters anymore because it doesn't seem like there's an acceptance Same. that it matters <laughs> in life in life exactly and we're all a little bit you know yeah. it's, it's a little right. bit like all that right. top players are top players are pulling out of stuff a lot but i also do think that there is a big thing that happened which was omicron came up and canceled a huge amount of tournaments again <laughs> like you know we lost a massive amount of momentum as far as live events um yeah you know, I mean, so if i can just jump in really quick please do um i think that this uh whole conversation kind of misses the mark a little bit for me um because i don't necessarily think anyone's wrong right Mm -hmm. and i think that the reason that no one's really wrong is because everyone has a different idea about like what uh what rankings are supposed to be um in particular i wasn't really a big fan of this uh path to the pgr or whatever um because uh like, what is a ranking supposed to be, right? And in particular, what is a ranking differentiated from seeding, right? So, like, if you have to seed every player, like, imagine everyone goes to a tournament and you make a seeding uh, list of every single player that goes. Um, your job is to rank the players in order of how good they are at the current moment. Um, which, like, you know, there's... um, <laughs> There's a... It's a different thing from like what you know traditional MPGR style rankings are, where the purpose of it is to give like a sort of report card for how a player did over the course of a particular year. Because if it was if it was only the former, then events at the beginning of the year would not matter at all. Because um, the only thing that would matter is performance near the end. Um, what's really weird about this whole situation is uh, we now have a meaningful vector for determining player skill, which is not based on land tournaments. Uh, so people are getting frustrated about different things, right? Like Moki is absolutely right in the sense that uh, he didn't want to get COVID. Uh, he didn't want to die. <laughs> uh, and he played melee in the manner that was available for him. And he beat a bunch of really strong players and tried his ass off. And he was much, much higher skilled than people recognized him for being, right? Uh, and, like, a bunch of top players were like, Moki, they did you dirty. The panelists were really just out to get you, man. They were really out to get you. Um, which is, like, you know, sure. Like, maybe maybe you want to take that perspective, right? Um, but, you know, the, the, the fundamental problem here is that rankings are not an ordered list of player skill. Um, there are a, they're generally, like historically, uh, a report card of events that occurred uh, in person, uh, you know, like over the course of a long period of time. Uh, and we really shouldn't have been having those. <laughs> uh, like that's that's where I, I, I start to get really frustrated about this whole conversation, right? Because uh, like Moki's right to not go to events, right? Mo- he's, he, it's totally like reasonable for him to not want to get COVID. Yeah, uh, and right, in return, right. because right the ranking it. exists, he was punished for it. Um, so I think that this is like, it, people are talking past each other a little bit, right? Because it's not that we really care about whether online counts as much as LAN. Or uh, like, like, people know that, right? 
Like if, if there was no COVID, then we would be no, there'd be no problem at all, right? We wouldn't be having this discussion. It would be trivial that the reason, or it'd be mostly trivial. That yeah, the, well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, maybe there's some net play warrior that like doesn't go to anything, but like- I think if you live like five hours away from everybody and you yeah, can go to Yeah, there might like, be some majors. like corner cases or whatever, but yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. generally speaking, it'd be a lot more acceptable to people if there were an abundance of land tournaments that were safe and easy to travel to, that those would be the ones that matter more than online. The problem is that there is a, like a, a virus that is harming people <laughs> in the world. Um, so like, I really just didn't agree with the creation of this ranking because it was going to cause discussions like this, like an inevitability that it would cause discussions like this. And uh, like, no one's, no one's in the wrong, right? Like, yeah, like, you know, I was it does what heavily. ranking is supposed to do. And that sucks. Yeah. Uh, what, no what's wins. interesting, um, Crow mentioned this earlier, is that top players have a great way of complaining and then suddenly having all of their followers then think that these complaints are valid. Um, and so I, true, man. I, I do like... I've, I'm. We had an episode before, we had Moki and Blur on, and I was the only one who said that online should not be counted. Have I changed my opinion? Very, very slightly. <laughs> very, very slightly. I have the, the wheat idea, which is COVID is going to exist forever, you know, for the next for however long melee is going to be alive basically right um so the fact of having a major in january is probably not going to fly because everyone's going to be traveling we're going to have another spike it's just like we have to understand this so i think if you want to have an lacs or a gallant or something if you want to have an event that is specifically counted as like a, a ranking online event and have every other online event not count i think that's okay but that's kind of besides the point. Um, but a, a point that I made on that episode um, was that, like, is this what even is this what top players even want? Like the, <laughs> I, like I, I it's it's kind of crazy because we have a few people who say it. Moki, who's very right to be you know salty about being one of the best players in the world and not being recognized as that. Um, but the the sea change that we've seen from the public opinion of this is not like melee this shouldn't count to how can you not count this you were doing a disservice to the community by not counting this it was like overnight i i i swear that people were like saying this i was like when did we switch to this um yeah i mean i i think Gamby, you're right like this is gonna happen regardless because when you make a ranking in a time like this you're gonna do something wrong right <laughs> like each way is gonna be wrong and someone's gonna be mad um and it just so happens the way that they did it kind of didn't really make anyone happy while also making a lot of people somewhat mad. Um, so it's, it's kind of this unfortunate thing where we're hearing a lot from a different, a lot of different people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess to go back to that point that I just made, if you look at all of these videos, we have video, we have a video from Moki. Moki does a, a video, um, which is, I think the only scripted video we saw, which is, uh, Hey, that's a plus to Moki. Um, but he did a video on this whole is melee dying thing. Um, none did a video reacting to that video. Mango did a video where he talked for about five to six minutes about the video before he ever watched it, um, which was great. We'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure. Uh, and then we saw an Axe video, which was about this general thing. He didn't react to the video, but it was, you know, this video was obviously made because of the uh, Moki thing. They said four different things. Sometimes they overlapped. Sometimes none was like, yeah, I kind of wish online counted because he's also from Ontario and also is screwed over by COVID and the border. But 
Moki was saying different things than what Nun said. Axe was basically just talking about how he doesn't love competing anymore. He didn't say that, but if you no, listen to what really he it. said, dude, he there said is a... he said he's afraid to compete, which is fine. Dude. There's a quote, or or it's stressful, or not fun, which like I get yeah. too. There's something he says at the beginning of the video that I I wrote down because it was the I just like could not believe that uh, Axe said this. Like it just goes so far to show how things change. He literally says the words uh, like as someone who was for he like I, I don't have the quote in front of me right now, but he was like as someone who was close to being a top player. What like as, uh, as someone who was nice. close to the top for a little while. Yeah, just oh, like, oh my very god, top. that's. So, that's I guess so is the cursed. only way you could read it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but there. I mean, come on. All of these players, these four players, and of course, this is four of however many, you know, whatever you want to say top players are. Um, but they're all saying different things. And the issue is that when this gets to discourse, people are like, well, top players are saying this. And it's like, well, you're not actually listening to what they're saying. Because what Cody's probably thinking about this is different than what Mango's saying. It's different than what Nun is saying. It's different than what Axe is saying. And and it's kind of this like whole thing of like we're getting all these people who are they're they're talking about themselves, right? But they're pitching it as if it's a problem about the melee community. Axe is saying that it's not worth him. It's not worth his time and stress to enter to tournament mode Tuesdays because he might make two hundred dollars. It's not worth that because if he loses, the community will be up in arms and they'll go crazy. They'll pop off at the upset. That sounds like it's something that Axe feels personally. And as pointed as he's, he's saying it as a problem um, for rankings or for the community in general or for why Melee is like this. Um, so that's I, that's something that I think we need to like really say. I, I know that we all agree with this, but this is basically four disparate statements about the same thing that do overlap, but people when they talk about it, and when you know, when the next PGR comes out, people will be like, "Well, online players they, they want rankings, they want online rankings." Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of it's a little frustrating because I know that what they say will stand, even though they're not agreeing on the same thing. Jake, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it really does come through. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too deep into like what axe ended up saying i think yeah i think Which for him is, it really is like valid. i don't i don't enjoy Everything competing very much mm -hmm. um outside of some really big things it's hard to get that up and play at the level that i really feel like i i need to play at to maintain what i want to maintain you know ibdw lost to salt this week i don't think anyone really <laughs> i mean people cared but nobody was like wow ibdw's yeah. washed it was like wow salt's nuts they can take some sets i think people need to remember that like when you play 20 or 30 good people in a week you're gonna maybe lose to one of them and it's fine i mean it, it's funny, Mango's video will actually, you know what, I should go to the, the core points, I guess, a little bit before this. Um, you know, one thing that IBDW, I think, started with are, you know, if you stream Melee, you're not going to get viewership. And maybe this means Melee is dead. And, you know, I got to take you back to all the times that this has been true, where, like, let's take Armada, best player possibly to have ever played the game in certain senses. When he just streamed Melee and grinded against CPUs, there were people watching because there was that mystic quality of just watching a master of their craft go at it. But then that you're like, CPU well... CPU Falcon, man. That he, he saw dirt, things. Dirty things were done he to saw CPU things. Falcon. But Melee has never been a game where you can just pop it in and play it, and people are naturally interested. You need to work on your content. It's the reality, unfortunately, of the world that we live in. And it's, as someone who loves Melee, even I was like, I, I don't know if I'm that interested in watching this. Um... 
you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that we got to go like, you know, Bobby Big Ball is like having a date where he yells about Marth the whole time or like other Falco saying we should invade Ukraine. Uh, you know, we don't have to go there, but you really have to spice it up. And I feel like a lot of these tournaments are great opportunities to spice it up. Axe going secondaries on online tournaments, I think, was a lot of fun. People like to see it. Mm-hmm. Just if Mango went Mario. Or if Mango, or if a mysterious Mario player started doing really, really well in netplay tournaments, I'm amazed that he didn't smoof into these at some point as Scorp. Or, like, not as Scorp. Yeah, yeah. But you really have to liven it up. Um, and that's always been true of Melee. Every yeah, single I think, year. Uh... I think I remember Slime. I, I always talk about this because it's like one of the most uh, profound media takes I've ever heard. Slime said this thing a while back about how um, uh, back when like like BR games were really big, um, like you know like the Fortnite boom or whatever. Uh, the reason those games are so much fun to watch for streamers or for people that like consume stream content is because like all the games have like a little narrative to them, right? It's like uh, it's like a little self-contained story where like you fall from the sky and you're scrounging for resources, and you don't know if, like, they're going to win or whatever. Um, and it's really, like, the narrative that, like, keeps the viewer there uh, and keeps the viewer watching. And, uh, you know, most games have some sort of ranked mode where, like, there's, like, actual stakes, even if they're really small, um, just so that there's, like, a, a consistent narrative thread uh, when you're watching. And I think that um, that's almost entirely absent for almost every Melee streamer. Uh, where they're playing and they're playing another good player or CPU and they're just doing the same thing the whole time, right? And if you're like another really, really good player, maybe you'll watch and like, you know, absorb some situations or whatever. Um, But there's like no, there's no reason for you to be watching. Um, But there are exceptions to this, right? Like we we talked about Bobby, but like we don't even need to go for Bobby. We could even just look at like Hungrybox, right? Where, like, you watch him play literally anyone, and maybe you need to turn your speakers down at the end of the set. You know what I mean? Like, he'll be playing, like, Motez. Yeah. Like, yeah, that just, was the first person I thought of. Yeah, and, like, okay. you'll just be like, okay, well, surely he won't pop up on Otis. He has to make it further in the tournament before he starts, like, going, like, full yelling mode. Wait, he's like, down no. three stocks to one to Otis. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason for you to be watching it. Um... Because there's a narrative thread to it. Uh, and that was... that's something that needs to be like deliberately constructed um, or externally existing for some reason. So you I think can... that that's a fun way to think about it. You can I think get it's, it yeah, states sometimes. for sure. You can get it sometimes just by itself. But I mean, I'm thinking back to like the heyday of just like Mango mostly streaming Melee. And mm-hmm. I was thinking like Scar came over one time and Dunk kind of talked some shit. And it wasn't manufactured. It was just, you know, Falcon brain. And they would, like, play best of fives. And all of a sudden, Dunk is winning. What's going on? Or, like, you know, like, they would have these things. Or maybe they just get way too drunk and someone would fight someone, which is kind of a different vibe. But just, you know, the stakes that arose in this, like the like the Zane Moki Fridays. You know, yeah. they're, they're slightly amorphous, but, like, every single time, you know, it matters. Wait, why is Zane's? Why did Zane get banned off of Twitch for something that he put on a stream? Or like, why is Moki's tag this? Or why did this person tweet that? Why is he moking? Why is he doking? You know, I think that's always been true for melee, um, and, and that's and that's kind of a different thing for like melee being dead. Melee is not the hottest spectator game unless you're really working on your craft. Um, and then you know, to go to Mango's video, Mango basically took like the most villainous stance 
that I've seen him take since he started shit-talking Wizard the one time the Wizard won, which was essentially, uh, I'm going to sub-goal no matter what. This was I know also, I have... I, I, I will let you go. Um, yes. This was before he watched the video. He heard the video had an anti-sub-goal point, and he literally... Well, we was... haven't talked about it because it's not that relevant. Because it's really in there for two it's, seconds. It's actually... Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that Moki says for maybe one or two sentences in a script. Um, which I think his point is great, but it's also not the reason why Melee's died, right? It's like this little aside, and also that's the him saying that. Uh, I think I put it in Discord or something, but I, I saw he, him say that he was anti-sub goal because he's getting paid by a team, and he shouldn't be asking people who make less than him to pay him in order to give them entertainment. Um, I saw that, and I was like, Oh man, Moki's gonna quit in 2023 and start reading Marx. It's like, yeah, that it's a very cogent point, but unfortunately, that's a point that leads you to stop playing melee. But yeah, Jake, you're right. Mango releases like a 20 minute video. Six minutes of the video are before Mango even watches it, and he just like heard through the grapevine it's anti sub goaling, and he's already defending his use of sub. He's he's defending that he should be able to like say like a 2,000 sub goal to like go to an event, and it's openly just like. Like, getting his viewers to bribe him to do the thing that he's somewhat sponsored to do. And there's that sense of, like, if I can get away with it, if the market allows it, then the market is fair and efficient, and yeah. this is good. Let the free market decide. Which which I thought was a hilarious villain point for Mango. Like, and even just, like, the, I don't have to enter shit, it's Zane's fault, you go do it, I'm the big dog. And, then like, like, Mango has a kid. Like, he can go, like, take his kid to, you know, like a baseball game. That's a thing that he can do. I feel like he's earned the right to sit on the mountain. And terrorize the rest of us like this. I mean, it's funny watching HBox say, like, you need to be a man of the people and play. I love watching that dynamic go forward. Um, that's not what I fault Mango for. The wild thing that I think we saw was Mango fans being like, yeah, no, it's totally fair and good mm -hmm. to sub-goal tournaments. Well, you gotta, you gotta Capitalism also... isn't uh, moral, man. Late stage, whatever, whatever. No ethical consumption. Which I think a lot of people are taking as, like, justification to never try. Yeah. Just, like, just it's give also... up right now. <laughs> It's also an awfully uncritical stance, right? Like, like yeah, yeah he he can sub, like yeah, he I guess can do it. He, yeah, he can do it. It doesn't mean the rest. You're letting of us him do like, it. Well, yeah, sure, it doesn't mean the rest wild. of us could be like, oh, like this is totally great, cool. Some of us could be like, yeah, you know, I I actually don't think I'm gonna sub. That, that's yeah, kind of. I, I think the whole thing is just very silly, right? Because like, yeah. maybe you have I, some like some like, fundamental weirdness about the idea of a sub goal, but it's like Mango wants to do it, and Mango's fans want to give him money. It's yeah. a, in order to receive it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fin dom. It's a fin dom situation, and I think we should respect that and let that keep going. Like, well, sub goals he, are very different from like. Jake, he had a point just like that. He was like, it's someone else's money, and I never get on someone's cases for how they spend their own money. And I'm like, well, you're kind of begging for money. It's like, yeah, yeah I don't think you would be getting on someone's I case. I think begging is a bad word. I think bribery, accepting bribes. It is, it's a bit of extortion, right? Right, like it's very different from like someone who's like got two hundred subs and like they're you know travels hard, everything's hard, and they're worried about everything. And it's like, yeah, you know, I could really use the support, or even Armada being like, look, um, you know, I I think uh, I'd love to go to Evo. I think it'd be great, um, but I really just need help with the flight. Mm -hmm. Also, you need to fly my brother out too, because he understood that he had the power in that situation to ask for it. And I can't ever fault someone for asking for it, but I, you know, I can judge it a little bit, right? Like, it's like, yeah, you're open to criticism, right? It's Mango's allowed to do this, yeah. but he's also allowed to be criticized, which but is it's also yeah, exactly. That was the it's also of kind of a bit just to cover a little bit. We're like Mango's like <laughs> always doing this will there, won't they sort of a situation, you know? Like Mango's in jail, 
before yeah. the event. He can't make it. He might get drunk and not play. You know, it's it's constant. You know, will he or won't he? You know, will he play well? Will he not play well? I, that's I think a narrative. That's him. A narrative. That's him making the threat yeah. that we were talking which, about earlier. Which is why he's a successful streamer for you know that and a lot of other reasons. Um, but it's really funny because I think if if uh, and Toph had this great point, which was that if Armada were doing this, Mango would be yeah. Furious. I, I, was, I was literally about to bring that up. Can you imagine like like when Ar- Armada was talking? Like the thing, like one of the things that Toph said is that like he understood Mango's perspective a bit, but thought that Mango's stance and the way that he talked about sub goaling was particularly weird because Mango like. Part of why he got so upset at Armada wasn't just like, oh, well, so I can beat you, but because he genuinely thought it was like bad for the game and like mm-hmm. lame that Armada was leaving. So it is funny to see like after so long that like for Mango, now that he's atop like the throne or whatever, and now, now it's suddenly like, no, you have to, you have to convince me, right? Like it's just a weird, it's and a weird like single... standard that never yeah. set for, if it were Armada doing it. Every single video we saw was some level of self-interest, right? Moki yeah. was making points about the, the the bigger thing and being like, "Yeah, I should be doing this," but it was you know still some level of self-interest, and you know he was like, "Well, I should be ranked." Uh, Mango's obviously on the other uh, the other end of the spectrum, which is it's all self-interest. It's like I should be able to uh, ask for money to go to like a tournament that's right near my well, house. I should wait, be able what to. Was, I'm... What was the example that he had, which was so, so beautiful that he thought it was going to be the other way? Yeah. Um, so he was talking about it's a hustle, right? Um, and I want to talk about Twitch at large because I think Twitch is really interesting and just like entertainment. But but he mentioned Twitch as a hustle and he compared himself to a few different things. He was like, is this that different than uh, a titty streamer is his, uh, of the, as the parlance of the times? Not my words, but his. Um, he compared himself to that. But the one that really got my attention is he said, we work on tips, which I was like, you know what? You do work on tips. This is a very good point, right? Um, it's like you have to cater the people who pay you because otherwise you're not getting money. Um, and he said, it's as, he's like, it's as if you, uh, you're a waiter and someone offered you $10 to take your shirt off. He's like, of course, of course you do that. Of course you take your shirt off. Yeah. Like it's $10. And I'm like, that's not where I thought. I thought it was like, there's a line in the sand. He rules, man. Even with it. No, he, yeah. He said that, uh, everyone's got a price. (laughs) <laughs> and, I think I said a little more on that than I'm willing to, to say here. Two two quick things, and I'm sorry for monopolizing, but um, one thing first of all, I think it's also a genius form of engagement. Those 500 people that got the sub goal feel that they're the reason Mango won yeah. the event, that they feel engaged, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, and the second thing is, I think top players are a little bit more forward thinking than maybe we give them credit for, and by we I mean sure. me. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it's like this natural thing, and this is any data-driven organization. You've probably seen some sort of blind spot, right? This where you have a stream, you're but you're a Smash player, you're a top ten Smash player. You have a stream. You stream a certain amount of numbers. Subs are here, and there's a correlation, right? You take four days off to go to an event, and you play that event, and you do well, and you have a lot of fans and notoriety, and you do well, but your sub number went down, and you're like, oh shit, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't go to the event. And, you know, my brother in Christ, that is where <laughs> where the subs come from. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it, it's like, uh, you know, but if Mango never never did another thing for the scene or never went to another tournament, I feel like he's put Melee on his back for enough seasons that he does kind of get a pass. And I think he does understand that, right? I don't think he is, there is a myopia to that extent, right? Um, it, it probably comes down to people 
not wanting to shoulder the blame. But there's not really a blame to be had necessarily, right? Nah. It's a problem, but everyone's like, well, this here's why it's not my fault. Um, now that I've said that, I, I, let's make it their fault. Um, yeah. So Twitch... And, and we're all like, you know, we're all left leaning here in some sense. I'm right wing. Um, so... Right wing F. No, not uh, love yeah. capitalism, baby. Great. This bit that has not yet transferred over to this uh, podcast. This podcast oh, that gets way more views than our little Discord. Great. I'm glad this bit is over there. Hey, if you want to use the the emote right wing AF, you can join our Discord. Um, Sounds like commie talk to me. I don't know. <laughs> but we're all we're all you know uh, we have our own political stances, I guess. Um, Twitch is a really interesting entertainment model because if you compare it to um, normal entertainment, right? It's like you pay a cable provider, uh, they give you shows, and then shows are able to pay their people because they get paid from ads and there's all this stuff, right? It's not like you are the reason SNL is live, right? You don't have to pay. They're not going to be like, we need 500 bucks to run Weekend Update tonight, right? Um you, you, as a viewer, you have that thing of, like, if you're watching a show, you you know, maybe it's got, a, like, a really small number of views, and you're like, I don't want it to be canceled. But no one does that anymore. People don't track how many people watch a show live. It doesn't matter. Um, but Twitch is something completely different. Twitch is, like, you know while watching it that you are the one who's paying that person. They might get a salary from a team if they get paid, like, if, they, if they're on an organization. But their income mostly comes from twitch so when you're watching it there's this weird thing of being like i better give this person five dollars because i just like want them to not go broke i remember explaining twitch subs to someone who uh i, I used to work with an old co-worker who was like into league of legends they didn't know what you got from it and i was like uh they still stream it's like <laughs> that they don't stop streaming and get a new job like you know and and what we're kind of running into here is that you can talk about 2014 melee or you can talk about 2015 2016 whatever year you pick as the year where everything was good and right is a year where people for the most part weren't on twitch streaming uh twitch has now become this thing where if you want to be a melee player i mean if you want to be a lot of things but it, but specifically we're talking about melee if you want to be a top melee player you better stream because that's supposed to be your job right um we kind of push people away from having melee as like a side gig and because of that, we're in this awkward predicament where, as uh, Chroma mentioned, there's tournaments that are uh, are happening, and people are like, it's a net negative for me to go to this because I lose money because I'm not streaming. But what do you think happens? We have the third best melee player in the world, and he's wondering why the game's dying. Kind of think this one's, uh, you know, not blaming Cody for what's happening in the game. Also, I don't think melee's dying, but it's like, you know, if if one of the top three players says melee is dying, kind of reflects on some of the top melee players, right? If he's one of the biggest melee streamers, then maybe this is something that would fall onto him. Everyone wants to grow their stream, and everyone's saying you can't have a melee stream, so everyone wants to do variety streaming. <laughs> and then what happens? They look back and they're like, why is no one streaming melee? So I, I don't know. I'm not blaming Cody here, but uh, I, I do think... Um, it's an interesting thing to tweet that the game that you are leading the pack in is dying, right? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I I'm not hurting anyone's feelings by saying that uh, 
that Cody kind of just fires at the hip <laughs> a lot of the time. Uh, I think uh, kind of a Fox player thing, you know what I mean? Just where uh, you have a thought and the world must know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've done it. And yeah, like we've all done it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't want to like rag on Cody too much because he was... He's a great like, guy. It was literally just like, no one's watching my streams. That's frustrating. The game's dying, right? And then it spiraled out to this whole discourse that like four people made videos on. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, I was just mad because no one watched my, my stream on a Tuesday. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I, I hesitate to say that like, oh, it's like, it's it's Cody's fault that like the viewership is bad or whatever. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> he had a bad a bad day viewership-wise. He was frustrated. It was unfortunate timing. I mean, if yeah. we're going to be honest about it, what really happened is that we are still dealing with the effects of a global pandemic. And they took this time to be like, why is Melee not like... like <laughs> what? Why is it Melee really not is popping amazing. off right now? Yeah, and, I and wonder. When you think there about could how be good Netplay must have been this whole time for us to like suddenly be wondering why our game is not succeeding as if there were no global pandemic. But uh, we're so close to Smash Camp and Genesis and Pound and Function and Low Tier City or Low Tide City. It's like, are we that myopic where it's like, yes, we're just like looking at the very end of this like thing. It's like, it's been four months. What's going to happen? <laughs> look at look at the next few weeks. I think one of the funniest great. things about this was that Cody made this tweet, which, you know, lit a 500 people to talk about this. Um, and the way that discourse works is that like, you know, the first part of discourse, it doesn't all like come in one day, right? It's in trips and drabs because people are like talking about it, make videos about it. Um, and in the time that Cody made this thing, Smash World Tour announces like every tournament in the world. <laughs> it's so like people are like on their, you know, they're making videos for YouTube and they're like, they're like, let's talk about why Melee's dying. And then they like the next video they have on their stream is like, Special door announced. It's like yeah, I mean, even like in Toast's talking. video, yeah, even in Toast's video where he recaps it, he's like, yeah, so like, I don't really know if this is a point anymore because Smash World Tour <laughs> got, got announced. <laughs> it's a pretty large prize pool, but it definitely raises some interesting questions. So yeah, it's funny. Unfortunately, yeah. timing for Cody. I, I think oh. to to wrap up is Melee dying. Um, yeah, my point on it is, it's a very specific time to feel like Melee's dying, but when you actually scale back. You can see that it's not dying. So we have a good stuff ahead of us. I think that this was maybe not the best point to make, but I think what came out of it was that people are, are like a little more um, willing to look at what they do with a more critical eye. Uh, and because of that, I mean, to train mode, uh, did they call themselves train mode Tuesdays again? It used to be training mode tournaments. I don't even know what's what, but TMT today, um, Plops entering West Coast. It's like Cody, Moki, IBW entering it's East Coast. Plops sitting in Grands right now. There's a ton of people. And, and it's like, oh, you know, I, I think what happened was that everyone was like, Melee's not really dying, but they were able to voice their opinions and they're able to see what people were saying and, and see if it applied to themselves. And obviously this isn't going to last forever, but I, I hope that what people understand and what people, you know, none understands it, you know, people do understand this, is that... Um, there are cycles to this uh, and adding a pandemic, uh, which will probably have a virus that continues to rear its head, uh, will only exacerbate this idea of off seasons. Um, I don't know. When there were no off seasons, people were complaining that there needs to be an off season. And now that there's a big gap, people are complaining that Melee's dying. 
uh, it's a fun thing to talk about and to laugh about, but you know, it's at the end of the day, it's not really dying. Uh, and, and one of the things that was very helpful to feeling like it's not dying is the special tour announcement. So, uh, obviously we saw special tour 2021 last year, something that yours truly, uh, had a little bit of a hand in. Um, but special tour 2022 is, is going to be kind of the original, um, style of circuit that they tried to do in 2020 before, <laughs> for a little coronavirus happened. Um, it's going to be, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know if you guys are. It's It's got some stuff to it that I think is like ripe for discussion. But uh, the, the TLDR of it is um, we're going to have, I, I believe, like 22 gold and platinum events for Melee spread across um, some stuff's unannounced. So it's like right now, I think it's, we're at 10 countries in, uh, in a few different continents. So we are definitely going to see some interesting Melee. This is kind of um, expanding upon the idea that Smash World Tour last year did. Um, but yeah, let's get into this because I think that there were some interesting things about this. Ambi, uh, I know that you are someone who um, you have been to a Smash World Tour event. I have. Thank you. <laughs> you're one... Yours truly, I have, I have been there. <laughs> you're, you're able to sneak into one of the events. So uh, so don't, don't forget that. I think you might have had some wing stop or whatever. So whatever your opinion is, <laughs> it has to be filtered through the to that no but well, what i said it i said it on twitter i said it on twitter and i'll say it here i'm excited it's a circuit and it looks like there are tournaments in it um <laughs> that's that's more than i've come to expect from from tournaments and you know what they the made an announcement form. that they were going to tell everything in a, oh, in a week which is a lot more than uh three and a half yeah months. like that that was quite fast <laughs> you asked me like two years ago like oh an announcement of an announcement Oh boy. But uh, you know what? They really came through and they said that tournaments would occur on specific dates. And I believe them. Uh, whether or not that's like a comprehensive thing or if it's like an actual centralization or if there's like maybe some some back behind the scenes politics of which events get selected and which don't, that's up to debate. But um, personally, I'm just happy to see that there are events in it. So that's my stance. Good job. Edwin, what are your thoughts? I am excited for any opportunity we get to see people like Chape and Ingun mm. playing meaningful sets and showing what new stuff they have. So whatever issues uh, like you could have with the existence of multiple circuits, neither which have the biggest events of the year. And <laughs> I have a lot of issues with that. If you uh, want to read all about them, you can read my Money Morning Marth from earlier this week. But at the end of the day, I always kind of bring back to when it comes to Smash World Tour itself, giving more uh, international players opportunities to compete against like not just a bigger uh, talent pool of players, but to compete against each other in like high stakes sets that matter for like as part of like a bigger circuit or something. That's always something that I think is genuinely good. And we should we should have more things like that in the scene. <laughs> we're all we're all hand holding right now. And it's a nice little moment. Um, and before we go to Chroma, where where this uh, chain of good feelings might break, let's let's mm -hmm. kind of set the table for a bit, um, because Edwin, you mentioned the biggest tournaments. Uh, let's talk about what is in Smash Tour and what isn't, because for Ultimate, they got a lot of the big hitters and they've got a lot of um, big stuff, but for Melee, there is reason to give have a little pause. Um, so we have tournaments that are a part of Smash World Tour. Um, so we've got Super Smash Con, obviously. We've got Pound. 
Gommels. We already have some Canadian representation. Um, Double Down, which, uh, you know, who I, we don't really know much about that, but I, I went to Royal Flush and enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we've got Fet in the UK, or sorry, Fate in the UK. Uh, Battle of BC. We've got um, Smash Factor. So we've got some, some Mexican representation. We've got Australia for BAM. And of course, we have the uh, the one, the... <laughs> with the what is it is it uh oh what's the thing you like keep cutting off its head and it just comes back hydra hydra okay um we've got a, the hydra that is apex uh very cool list of tournaments but but let's take a look at the ones that are not in uh smash world tour so this is genesis big house summit obviously um uh, main stage shine riptide ceo low tide city and any DreamHack event, you know, we have DreamHack events on the way in 2022, but it's not as big as it was in years prior. Uh, but still important enough to say, big events that we've had for Smash. So all of these are not counting. And if we look at, uh, I, I made a little graph. Let's see if it's able to show it on stream. Um, I, what I did is I took the tournament numbers, the entrance numbers um, for Melee singles from all of the events, their last iteration. Um and I was uh, kind enough to do the real SmashCon for 2019, and not SmashCon Fall Fest. <laughs> so, yeah, a little being a little generous. Um, but you can see from this graph that the two biggest tournaments of uh, 2019 or you know, uh, 2020 for Genesis uh, pretty much outweigh a lot of the other stuff, and it's not counted. SmashCon had a great showing. In, uh, 2019 for melee and fall fest not having a great showing you know we don't know what's coming up um and then the other things you know you go on you have riptide shine main stage all of these huge tournaments uh the only one that had over 500 entrants uh, that is a part of smash world tour was smash con so it, it does bring up this question of like you know is this what we need right we are seeing some centralization but we're seeing it from you know, if you ever have an entity within Smash, it's gonna you're gonna come up with situations like this because, you know, there are backroom deals like Ambi said. We don't know. We don't know if this is if it's Genesis who's like, what do we gain from this? We don't know if it's uh, Smash World Tour who's like, well, you have to do this to be a part. We don't really know what's happening. Um, but the product that we're coming out with, or the product that that comes out that we're left with, um, a little confusing. Uh, so edwin i know you you said that you have a column about it. i don't know if you want to go into more or if we just let chroma let the wild dog off the leash i don't know what you're thinking edwin let's let him rip all yeah. right chroma what do you think i've been hurt before man i've been hurt before too many times <laughs> i've seen this fall crashing to uh to the realities of the world i mean there are last year i mean you know everyone did what they could during covid we included but there were a lot of logistical snafus there were a lot of miscommunications a lot of feelings hurt, a lot of expectations not achieved. And, you know, I hope that they've learned from that. I hope that we see uh, a little bit more tightness. Or, you know, it's possible that in the shit cases, Nintendo comes down and destroys us. Uh, events True. don't happen for some mysterious reason. Um, or that we just have like a series of warring circuits between people that will allow their tournaments to be streamed one way or another way or pay a specific thing that we don't know about. I mean, that all the other events either, you know, get bullied into it in some sort of, you know, fracturing of the scene because somebody wants to run something one way and make everyone go along by force. 
Um, that said, I mean, this could turn out good. I don't know. I, I, I think I think circuits are neat. Do you, want, I think... do you want maybe my my slightly cynical version of that of that take? Yeah, go ahead. Um, There's a few different ways to look at it, but I really want to hear this one. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think that that uh, it will it will do anything different. <laughs> um, like I think that uh, if you think about circuits, like what a circuit is for, right? Uh, it's supposed to be like this unifying thing where like you have performance over time in a particular circuit. And then like there are people that perform well and like they're rewarded somehow in a, a invitational tournament or in rankings or whatever. Right. So um, you are going to have the biggest events and them not being in the circuit is going to do literally nothing. Um <laughs> It's not like, you know, Double Down is going to be the new Genesis because it's part of Smash World Tour. Like, like people are going to go to Genesis. It's going to be the most important tournament. Uh, people are going to go to the Smash World Tour tournaments because they're community events and people are going to go to them anyways. Um, it's not like people are not going to go to the ones that aren't Smash World Tour events just because they're not Smash World Tour events. Like, people are still going to go to main stage. Summit is still going to be, like, absurdly overwatched. I worry, though. Um, just to just to ask you a question in there, I think yeah. we agree that no one is saying like I'm not going to Genesis because I won't get my 20 Smash World Tour opponents for getting 47, right, right. you know, 49. Um, but the issue that I that I think about is kind of like the marginal case, like a, like a big regional burgeoning major that's either on the circuit or off the circuit, and maybe they agree to, and you know, we're all thinking it, you know, like they work with a specific group of people perhaps, and perhaps this possibly disqualifies them from inclusion in the circuit in the same way. And I think this, this starts does nothing. I think this does that. It's like a big marginal thing that like draws one group versus another group because because no. I, I, because the thing is at the end of the day the people that care about the circuit are the people that are going to be eligible to win it. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> like like you and I, cracked fox players as maybe Nuts. we may be. Evo um, Evo circuit point winner by the way in 2013. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. took that away because 12 people entered the tournament. Um, you know we're not gonna go to pick a regional over another regional because of the tour right like maybe magi will um but like you know the the, the rest of us that that comprise the majority of tournament entrants uh we're not gonna care uh this is like it's it's a purse for people that are very very good at the game um tracking them attending specific you know smash world tour affiliated events over time and then maybe being like a like a championship tournament at the end, right? Like, unless there's some sort of weird clause where like players that enter Smash World Tour events are not allowed to enter other tournaments. That'd be wild. You know what I mean? But that'd yeah, be insane. There's no way there. they would do that. I'm um, conspiracy theory guy. I don't think we're there. So I yeah, think I... <laughs> I think there is one player that people will follow that if that person goes, it legitimizes the event. And I mean, you can win a big event, but it doesn't really matter if that person is there. It isn't. Um, and that person is Polish. If if Polish is not at the event, if they're not at the event, it's a Mickey Mouse tournament. It's truly Summit it truly was is. a Mickey Mouse major, Riptide Mickey Mouse major, Low Tide City Mickey Mouse major. Only yeah, person who won a major was without, without them. It's break. And do you, and do you know which tournament they went to? Smash World Tour. Smash World Tour. Smash World so I'm seeing it. It's the beginning of the end. Edwin. <laughs> Smash Couple Fest. Not even. I guessed wrong. I said, yeah, we both have Smash. 
Look, they did go to SmashCon Fall Fest. That no, they did. They did. Just, they did so which I, made I it the best, the most important tournament because they won it. Case. Yeah. All, all so I'm saying I, is, you gotta, be, you gotta watch out for for Gimmer and the team. And uh, I don't think there's anything more I could say that can get me more not commentating this circuit than I already am. Well, so. Do you think that do you do you think that uh, there'll be a controller grips listed for players again? I hope so. I, you know, Goom Wave was an abomination, and they are being punished by God for their hubris. Sorry, MB, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But it's so funny yeah. that that tor that controller can accidentally turn your code to a different setting because you hit an arcade set of buttons that you didn't know. That rules, and that's great, and that's nobody's fault, and that's how the tournament... There should be five setups on the Goom Wave that mess up the controller as soon as you hit the wrong four buttons. That's a balancer. It should, should we be like more vocal about who's Goom Wave fries what? Because I'll start it right now. The last Smash World Tour, Keizu's Goom Wave was frying nonstop setups in the, in the VIP section. It's insane. It's insane but, the the nonsense that has happened with these tour with these controllers. I want to bring it back to Smash World Tour, and yeah, I want to yeah, say yeah, sorry, one sorry, thing. Sorry. And maybe this is, um, you know, I will say what was said, and if you want to believe it, feel free. I don't blame anyone for not believing this. But in uh, Gimmer did an AMA on Smash on our Smash Bros, and he did say that that streaming on VGBC is not uh, a requirement. And he says that he, you know. That, that the BTS issue, that wasn't uh, a streaming issue. Now, or I, he didn't say issue. He just said it wasn't because of streaming. So if you want to believe that uh, uh, something can be streamed on BTS and still be part of Smash World Tour, um, you know, I, I, I think it's possible. Also, if you want to be a little more cynical and, and not believe it until you see it, then I, I think that you have the right to do that as well. Um, but, Abby, I think you actually, you, you had said you had a cynical point. I think you actually had a pretty good point because if nothing changes, that's not the worst scenario, right? That's a, that's what the worst win. scenario is, Ambi, which I don't think that you mention. So you say that this only affects people who are really good. What if I told you that we have a lot of really good players who don't make a lot of money? Oh, <laughs> and no. they're only <laughs> able to go to so many tournaments. I don't want to say anyone is... Um, I'm not calling out people for not having money, but I will say that someone like Ben is really good and is in college and does not have a ton of time to be making the big bucks to go to whatever tournament he wants to does not have oh, a lot no. of time we... to go to whatever tournament he wants to. So there might be a situation where if he is, uh, has the opportunity to go to four tournaments in a year, right? Four majors, which is basically in the full year. Uh, normally what we see with an MPGR candidate, the average is usually four or five majors might be smart to pick pound double down smash con, and you know whatever, like throw a battle of BC or whatever. It might be smart to pick those because they're ranking events for the Smash World Tour. Uh, if you are someone who is good enough to place high enough to get enough points, it might just make sense. And and I think that the the worst case scenario is a fracture on that level. Um, you're right. Genesis is not going to really be affected by this. But what if I told you the Big House, which is currently scheduled the same weekend? as first attack in puerto rico which yeah. is a platinum event that's a lot of points and it's now not a big scene <laughs> that yeah traditionally not known as a melee uh region this I'm is gonna fight kata thing. i'm a sheik and i'm but, gonna win yeah. so many points you yeah i mean well, are you okay, willing so to go and play kata i don't and i don't Panda think people whatever, will, i don't now. think people will skip on a big house i don't think so and i'm gonna tell you why because people still care about the pgr uh 
that is the the most important that is the the unifying factor of all of this is that uh people care about how you perform at the most important tournaments this has been what we talked about the whole episode is that people want to only care about doing well at the big tournament and not having to worry about these like mickey mouse locals where they want to go mario um you know what I, mean? I, I think that they're you can argue they also this don't trust us regions, though they don't right? trust us at all so they might not trust us weighing 49th at the big house over no, second nuts, at dude. first attack. They won't be able to complain if they don't go to big house, which is the it's the crux of their argument. They'll right? always find a way to complain. They'll always Eric. complain. You've been in the hey, scene for long enough. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, I think that the, the number of people that can conceivably go to uh, exclusively Smash World Tour tournaments for the potential monetary gain, uh, it's a non-zero amount of players. Um I also don't think it's all of the players. Yeah. And I think that this is like an important point where there will be ebbs and flows and people will be attracted to tournaments with competition regardless. Um, Maybe. There's, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Actually, uh, and there's a funny of, point that I wanted yeah. to bring up, which is Apex, which is a notable spot. Right, yeah. on I can't this, believe that. Yeah, I can't believe they're bringing that back. That is. So if you remember, just something um, else, man. we are reviving this tournament because of how successful Apex 2016 was. Oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> which had a bunch of players we're not going to even talk about. Yeah. Uh, but this is like a great example of like. So imagine that Apex 2016 had circuit points attached to it. Um. It wasn't even over like the big house. It was just an event that people didn't really feel like going to. Um, and like some people went to it. It was fine. Uh, that's you know, <laughs> I don't think that it, it's not magically going to be bigger than the big house. Um, I no. think that uh, the idea that the big house is going to be substantially damaged by. That's not really the point, though, is it? That's our it, best it, case it... scenario. Like, so... like big house versus the Puerto Rico tournament. Yeah. You know, that that's the best you can get for not being on the circuit, is I guess my point. Long story major with like 10 iterations versus Puerto Rico tournament, which I yeah. am really excited to see that scene get a big event, by the way. I think that's Chroma, great. I, yeah, no, that's I, great. I, I, uh, I think we, that go that's ahead. actually yeah. the best um, way to look at this, right? Is that mm -hmm. it's very, you know, it's reasonable to see like five out of the six biggest majors that we have. Um, it's reasonable to see them not be a part of this and wonder, well, like, what's the reason to care about this? Um, but it's possible that an optimistic view of this is that the majors that are, will survive, nonetheless, right, are the ones that aren't a part of this. And the ones that maybe need a little bit of bolstering, right? I'm not saying Apex should suddenly exist but you have smaller events that otherwise would not get huge numbers right battle bc does always kind of well i wouldn't be shocked if instead of 250 entrants it gets 400 right um ultra hard like there's there's tournaments and regions that we don't even like really hear from uh and these are tournaments that will definitely have a boost in attendance so i, I think there's an optimistic view which the ones that are not part of it will be fine because they people will still go to main stage because they like BTS. People will still go to Shine because it, they've done Shine so well for so many years. People will still go to the Big House because it's an institution. And the Genesis is the biggest term of the year. So people are going to go. So maybe there's a view of that. But I am a little worried because what we're looking at is um, it's a little too early. And the circumstances don't 
aren't perfect to say that the death of the regional is upon us, but we are seeing a lot of tournaments that don't have top players uh, until they do have a top player. And then they all attend. It's, it's kind of this whole thing of like the era of having one or two top players at something is not really um, sticking with us into the post COVID world. Right? Like look at smash, uh, smash con fall fest. It had like everyone and then one person dropped and then suddenly more people dropped. And then it became something that no one basically, you know, Polish, of course, but like it became like a shell of what we expected to be before. Well, that was uh, partially because of COVID though. I think that I, one made I, me I particularly. The, I think part of it is COVID, but you're also low tide city is something that has existed for years. This is like the eighth iteration of it. Um, it has last time I checked was a week ago. It had 44 entrants for melee. Like we are, I know your point is that like people, you know, they would still go to stuff. I am not seeing concrete evidence that people are going to go to stuff that everyone is not already going to. Right. We know the whole thing about mango says, if Zane goes, he'll go. And then Zane wants to go. If you know, so everyone wants to go because they have to prove something against everyone else. But if, if like someone's not going, you're not going to get plop. And then like the next best player is, uh, mech or zuppy right we don't have tournaments like that anymore whether or not we will still have it you know we have a lot of year to go uh, and and now's not the time to say this because we're just coming off of omicron but it's just like that you know it worries me in a way you know maybe points is what we need just to get people to go i mean it's like it's as simple as if no one's going to this event i'm going to pick up some free points and maybe this all is a benefit a lot of these tournaments are in places where you know, we don't see tournaments that often. Maybe it doesn't cannibalize. Maybe we have a beautiful system and melee grows and everything I said is going to sound stupid in six months, which I'm excited for. Yeah, I mean, I I may, uh, I do think that a lot of this has to do with the, um, you know, uh, I forget what it's called. The, the effect where the first thing that comes to mind feels like a representative example, even if it may not be. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with regards to the circuit, yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, with regards to the circuit, uh, I'd have to look at the format of how points are accrued. Um, so but in my head, the way yeah. that these always go, um, just to make a super quick point, um, the way that these things usually go is that like really, really good players that show up to these events who they're probably going to go anyways, cause they're like the favorites for picking up like the $3,000 check or whatever for winning the event. They're going to, they're going to round out like the first like N number of spots where N is like less than all of the spots. And then, like, the players that are on the bubble after a couple of events are the ones that are grinding the circuit points in hopes mm-hmm. of making, like, a big paycheck, right? Um, so it's less so that, like, every possible player that could be motivated by monetary gain is going to be attending every single Smash World Tour event and not anything else. Um, I am reminded of, like, the last Smash World Tour where, like, we, t- we you know, it was told that, like, they're going to select 16 people from the East Coast and, like every mid-level player from the East Coast was like, it's going to be me. I'm going to grind all the tournaments, right? And then Jay everyone like, grinded. why did I not get decided? Like, why didn't I get picked? People, yeah, I bet like, like a, I'll flex, being, you know, like, the 20th. I don't want to, like, like name not any people, flex, right? But, like, it, like, a lot of people were super motivated, and then they didn't do that well at a couple of events, and then they were like, okay, I'm probably not going to make it. I'll just attend my normal events from now on. Um, and that's sort of what I'm expecting will happen, uh, where... Like, unless there's some weird thing where you can accrue a lot of points really quickly near the end of the circuit or something, um, I think that uh, the first couple spots first are going to be attack. taken up. Yeah. The first couple spots are probably going to be taken up by super good players that were going to go to the tournaments anyways and accrue a lot of points, like your plups of the world. 
Um, and then, you know, players like Ben, like you mentioned, or whatever, or Mech, or that, like, tier of player that could, like, conceivably squeeze in at the end, uh, they maybe will prioritize Smash World Tour circuit points uh, over other things. Um, but I, I don't expect that to be a huge percentage of the player base, even, like, of the top player player base. Because I think that... Uh, mm-hmm players will either feel secure in their points, like they'll like do the Albert and they'll get like 700 points immediately and they'll be like, okay, well, I'll just go whatever I want. I'm not going to get kicked out of this. Um, or they'll be out of contention and they'll be like, okay, well, I don't care about this tournament just because it has the points. I'm not going to make it anyways. So, Yeah, I want to just... Um, I think we're kind of nearing the end of this discussion here. And, and to bring us to the end of it, I'm going to explain because uh, you said you don't know how points are accrued. Um, so I want to talk about this, and I want to talk about its relationship to rankings. So points are accrued. Um, you have, uh, I believe it's three, your your top three gold placings, your top three platinum placings. I believe it's your top six silver placings. So if you go and you get, you know, third, seventh, ninth, you know, I was going to say 14th, Jesus Christ, uh, 49th, right? You The 49th doesn't count, even if that was the first one you got. Um and like this style of, of ideas, obviously something that's not uh, it's it's not only melee that does this. It's not only smash. This is not something new to us, um, but this is something that you know it'll get the blur in my DMs and something about this about how we need to have a ranking system that instead of punishes people for doing bad, you only need to count the top blank results oh, they have. Um, so this is kind of an interesting thing, and and we are like seeing the dichotomy of. Uh, people will have to weigh going to an event where you know they might not like it, it might not count right that's the that's the incentive to go to your 10th smash world tour gold event is because it might not count and you only can gain something but because it's a ranking event for the pgr because it that's a different thing is that it does count so <laughs> it's like you know the people who see counting stuff with the ability to do poorly as a something that disincentivizes them it still exists within a thing that is like meant to incentivize you to go to all this stuff so chroma my question for you is um what can you say right now on the show that does not get blurred to come in my dms saying that we need to change the pgr to fit this smash world tour style rule I just don't think the PGR can do that, and for two reasons. Number one, we don't know exactly which tournaments will be the hardest to place well at, and I think we know that placing is not as important as head-to-head in terms of how we're evaluating how people did for a variety of reasons. Um, And the second thing is that when you go down into the rankings, I really don't want a situation where somebody who's ranked in, let's say, the 80th to 100th range really just out you know, outranks everyone else because they were able to fund 12 major tournaments and they just had three that were very good. Whereas, you know, their overall performances we know were about the same as everybody else, but they just had the external ability and free time and capital to make it to those tournaments. Um, Whereas other players of similar or higher talent went to a good amount, but just weren't able to wipe out their bad performances as much. I mean, even outside of, you know, consistency versus peaks, I think those two things are just very antithetical to what we want out of something like a top 100. We really don't want a situation where we are saying, well, if you want to be top 100, you got to go to 10 majors. I think that's not healthy. I think uh, it definitely drives attendance. I don't think it's good for rising players. Yeah, I think it does put a financial gate on the game. I'm in agreement. I will say, though, 
we've seen a lot of top players complain about rankings and not once have they have they argued in favor of lower level players right they're always saying that these locals shouldn't count without seeing the people like kadorin who literally got ranked because of locals last year or 2019 the year basically. before yeah um so yeah I, I think that's a really good point uh that, that was predictive him doing well with those locals turned out who he's knew do well at some major. yeah who knew that like maybe who knew? competitions are competitions and like you instead know... we should have instead of kudorian we should have someone who we the top 100 should be filled out by people who got 33rd and 49th at big house in genesis right <laughs> and would just yeah figure it out from there um definitely that would be the most representative of everyone's skill um we're we're about you know nearing the end of this year, but uh, I have a feeling that Smash World Tour and rankings and stuff. This will be stuff that comes back in. Does anyone want to make a point right now, and then we can point to ourselves and link the video next time someone says some head ass shit? Uh, Chroma, I, I figured. Wait, you no, were... I thought you were saying how to roast me in the future for something I'm about to say. I'm going to make a call oh. now. Uh, do hey, do whatever you want. All right, I'm going to do that thing that I thought of because I'm stupid. But essentially, I think there are going to be people that run to every event and collect a huge amount of points and squeak in, and then they just like you know get two hard brackets, you know, the remin. two hard, two hard matches in bracket, and then that's it. And they place about as well as someone with much less points that played well. And that you know, in reality, no matter how many points I get, I'm not going to beat Plub. So you know, as much as we think like, oh, it's really important to farm these points, it's you know, it might be immaterial in the end. My belief right now is that there are multiple ways that this can go. Um, the intersection of Smash World Tour and the community at large, the intersection of a circuit and our own rankings, which are owned by the same people who are running a circuit. Um, that one is luckily something that we Ooh. don't know enough to touch on right now, because yeah. if we did, that would be a whole other can of worms. But no, there's a lot to, to mention here. And I, I think what I'm going to say is my belief is that the most likely thing to happen is probably none of it blows up in our faces horribly. Uh, all of these nightmare scenarios we're coming up with are not the most likely to happen. Well, I don't, like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call them nightmare scenarios. <laughs> They're just more like really annoying, right? In practice. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if the if the scene is completely fragmented, that's a nightmare scenario. Yeah, but there's no yeah. way that happens. It's, that's it. what I'm saying, right? Is that like all of this stuff is kind of what we're going to have. We're still going to have people complain about rankings as if they're like a boogeyman. And, and it's like this amorphous thing where they... they Every player is like suddenly shafted by rankings, but they're all shafted in different ways. We're still going to have that, but like, yeah, the, I think you know all the all the worries about Smash World Tour are going to fizz out. It's not going to be a biggest deal, and probably all the gain from Smash World Tour, Ambi, you're right, might not be all it's made up to be. What's probably most likely to happen is it's going to be a pretty good event featuring some, like Edwin said, featuring some amazing players from international places we wouldn't see before. Uh, it's not going to suddenly dictate the scene, but it's also you know. It's probably not going to harm the scene to like an irreparable place. So I, I love this discussion, but I think I got to end this by saying, you know, what's mostly going to happen is probably nothing. Agreed. I think um, just the greater point that I wanted to make is uh, I definitely think that if Smash Bros. Tour wants their circuit to have like a greater presence in the scene's consciousness beyond just like the you know 15 players on the bubble for making the last couple slots. Uh, 
I definitely think they're going to need to do a better job marketing. Uh, I think that that was a big weakness of the last two tries that they had where I just felt like nobody knew what was happening the entire time until like we had this cool event with like Chape. (laughs) Um, But uh, I think I uh, I will say it seems like it's already been better marketed and that's just kind of the the beauty of a circuit in a sense. Um, But I agree. I hope that they're able to continue to, to push these events because we are seeing some some cases of stuff in the community where, you know, it's hard to know if it's just not being Nintendo or if the marketing could be better. And I guess the easiest answer is probably a combination of the two. Um, but yeah, I will, I will say, you know, after all the, all the little holes I tried to poke in smash world tour, it's just my brain kind of worrying and whizzing. I, I do believe that this event will be, um, it'll be something that we look back on. I think we'll, 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 uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe people won't love it as the, you know, the next summit or whatever, but I think it'll be appreciated because what it's doing is unique and um, it's trying something. And, and I, I like that. Chroma, we're at the point of the show, you know, where we're getting some patrons to ask you questions. Oh um, yeah. This one's on me. I kind of forgot to ask. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what do we got? Edwin, do you, uh, do you want to, uh, ask. Do I have any questions that I have? Well, to I ask? guess you, I was gonna say, do you want to ask what Contra asked? But do you have any questions? Uh, let me let me just double check. Short one. Tesla. Tell me. Contra had. Uh, Contra would like to ask. <laughs> it's one word, Edwin. Why is that it? Yeah. Why? Promo. Why? Okay. Okay. So to answer Ambi first and to dodge for a little bit, short Tesla, you definitely want to short Elon on memeing. I think. I think a lot of people are kind of getting pissed off at just him being sad that he lost his uh, like ex-wife to a trans woman and like mad tweeting about it. I think people are kind of sick of his shit. Though some people will never be sick of his shit. We'll see what happens. Uh, wild world out there, but interest rates go down, meme pricing goes back up. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, number two, not investment advice. Number two, why? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Contra, I am disappointed with your lack of self-faith that you demonstrated when I asked you HBox's question, which is, of course, uh, you know, go back two years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, no. You have a button that you can press that sends you back two years, but COVID doesn't exist. Do you do it? And everyone was like, well, no, because I had a pretty good two years. And it, it, I, it worked out you know, for I me. Yeah, I started working out. Uh, yeah, it was I, great I for me. Weight. And, I, and hey, it made me reevaluate. I got a no, new job. I obviously needed the specter of a global pandemic and a million Americans and six million people dying and you know tens of thousands of people getting very sick and hundreds of thousands of people losing their job. I needed that. That was important. I don't have any faith in myself to achieve I'll those do things it all over again. <laughs> right. And someone was like, "Yeah, I don't know. COVID was bad, but like, I don't want to have to take my tests again." And it was upsetting. <laughs> and Contra was like, "Well, I don't know if I meet Jade." I don't know if I meet Jade. You and, can and meet Jade. With them. And I'm like, oh my, have any self-confidence in your life that you would have made this happen, you two. And that's and that's why. That's why. <laughs> what an answer, dude. Yeah, but Contra, I guess maybe think before you ask uh, Chroma another question. I definitely got deep. I love Contra well, okay. so much. We got, don't... we got one more question. Um, yeah. I, What's I, it was really, really, we had, I think these were the only two questions we had. Uh, I don't understand what it means, and I hope that you do. Okay. Uh, and if you don't, then I don't know. Just like talk about them. 
in the most cutting way you can, I guess, make them not want to ask a question. Oh, again. This I'm from, sorry, Connor. <laughs> this is from Wills, and they ask, uh, first pick for roly, roller derby doubles? I don't know if, if you understand that. Roller derby doubles? Absolutely, Mikey, the cheat. Okay, sounds Unstoppable. Good. That's he's a pretty good answer. He's he's athletic. He has he has the movement. And he, you're not stopping him. Is he dunking uh, this weekend to to bring it full absolutely, oh, okay. or he might throw up again? Okay, uh, so I think multiple people are going to throw up. I so think Smash Camp is a great reason. Smash Camp last three on three basketball were won by some pretty goddamn in shape Smash sixty four players. That's not fair. <laughs> it was nuts. They looked much better than everyone else. Like physically, they much look much. They looked like in much better shape than everybody else. Are there were there any other questions? I thought I saw a math one, but I guess not. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I'm not signed up for a three versus three basketball, but I'm willing to. Uh, I'll I'll do some pick and rolls <laughs> or something. Uh, I'll I'll definitely like. You know, may I'll, I'll like bait some fouls or whatever. There's so many questions in here. By the way, I'm I'm now reading it because you told me to leave. There are a bunch of questions. It must. Have you gonna ask the one about Fourier transforms? Like... Fourier. Yeah, my favorite Fourier transform. Oh, yeah. This was like right after I left. I've got a big red line. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can read them if you want, or I can read them. Uh, oh, let's let's just do one more um, oh, okay. of your choice. <laughs> All right. Um, man, I, favorite Fourier transform, probably Fourier Mukai, um, but that life is behind me, and I'm not an algebraic geometry nerd, so probably something with option pricing that's neat that I can't talk about that much. Um, best set you've watched that barely anyone knows. Shalim Shady versus Ice. Uh, <laughs> where Ice that goes, is, Ice goes Ganondorf and taunts. Or I actually can't great. find the set again when I Google for it. Um, it's that one or one of the many Silent Spectre uh, versus Pink Shinobi sets. There are a couple where he Falcon punches Pink Shinobi, and it's just <laughs> it's so it's so fucked up that it happens that many times. Anything else that uh tag oh, I don't origin? Want <laughs> tag origin, uh Phantom Tillbooth. Oh, okay. So that's that's a fun one. But uh anyway. Oh my god. Uh Tunox's question. Once again I will be answering off the air. I yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that one uh we've already kind of skirted a line here. So we will we'll not there's, try to get there's no good answer to that. Um that is not either deeply offensive or, or vaguely anti-Semitic, I would say. So I can't, that's a no. Um, All right, let, let's move on. Moving on. Who was the guy who uh, lied about the whole, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> there's the Mark, there's the Mark Wahlberg, which is like, uh, and, then, and then there's the other I would have stopped him. The league, and I really forget okay, what he was. I, I will say two this. two different ways of talking about this. I think, uh, I think Wahlberg would have stopped it, and it's because he's racist. Unfortunately, that is probably, you know, that is, he's like, of course I would have stopped it. I, I... As soon as I saw them on the plane, we would have had a problem. Let's, uh, we're, we're going to do a great point here. Um, we have What's one next? more, you know, we're, we're, I think we're over two hours at this point. We've got I'm so one sorry. more uh, topic or, you know, uh, facet of the show, which is, of course, Unnamed, technically, but uh, referred to affectionately as touch and grass. This is the time where we talk about stuff that's going on in our lives that don't relate to Melee. Um, I'll go first. Oh! Sorry, my, my mic fell. I'll oh. go first um, to give you guys some time to think. So usually I, I have something 
pretty immediately. Uh, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I really do not know what occurred in the past two weeks. I don't know. I went bowling recently for like a there's like a baby shower for my cousin and all the guys went bowling and I went bowling and I have not bowled in forever. And I got a one Oh six, which is my highest, which is not even that great. Um, I got a couple strikes. That was fun. But then it came to me. The thing that I was doing most for the past week um, is very dumb, but I, I am at Liberty to discuss this because I, I feel like I must. Uh, if you know me or if you uh, watch this podcast on Twitch or YouTube, uh, you will know that I, I like physical media. I'm I'm like a fan of that. I, I I'm not a Funko Pop guy, but I like you know CDs and vinyl. Um, what I did is I made a sp- I have a spreadsheet of every like CD I own because I double bought some like once or twice, and I was like, here's what I need to do is I need to like stop this from happening. So I have every single CD I own in a spreadsheet with like notes and stuff. Um, of course, uh, but that, I have that for years. And then what I decided to do is, uh, I went through all of them and then I listed the, like the artists who I like, who I don't own all their albums. <laughs> so I was like, I don't own every Led. I was like, I'm okay with Led Zeppelin. I don't own every Led Zeppelin album. So I like, I made a whole list of like what I don't own to like fill out any collection. Um, I don't really know if that was a good use of my time. And also I'm looking at this and being like, yeah, I, I don't think I want this uh, 2008 Paul Simon album, but I just like I had to I, I didn't want to like, you know, make arbitrary decisions. So I was like, I guess I'll put this in the spreadsheet. Um, yeah, I don't really know where that got me, but it was it was nice to go take a walk through memory lane. And then there was, you know, I was like, oh, I own this. That's cool. I, I remember buying that at Amoeba when I was at main stage or whatever. It was a nice little thing. Um, probably the the uh, nerdiest uh, touching grass segment that I've ever had, but you know, it's all about pushing through the Vanguard, right? You know, maybe next time I'll have the nerdiest one. Uh, Definitely not at the level of I watch Jackass and Moki watch Jackass. Not, not that height, but you know, those touching grass moments like these where it makes the other ones so much better. Ambi, you've not been on the show in a while. I'm Uh, sure that you got something, right? Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna out nerd you here. <laughs> so that feels that feels kind of bad. Um, yeah, so I have not been on the show because I've been working on my degree. Uh, I'm a master student. Nice. And uh, it's a lot of work. So I have to take this course, uh, which uh, it's supposed to round out like all of the math prerequisites that I didn't take because I was a social science person in undergrad. And it's like, it's the length of a normal course, but it's three courses, which is kind of psycho. I don't know why they decided to do that. <laughs> but uh, it's it's linear algebra, multivariable vector calculus, and complex analysis. Uh, and it's all just crammed into one semester. So I'm learning complex analysis, and I only have like three weeks left to learn complex analysis. But man, that shit's freaky. That's some weird <laughs> stuff, dude. Complex analysis, it's all like rotating and shit it's in four dimensions holy shit so i've been doing a lot of complex analysis and like problems in the back of a textbook and uh it's like so much of my fucking time because there's like they don't the lectures are fucking dog shit so i have to like read the book four times to understand what's going on 
and uh, I've been having dreams about complex analysis. Oh god! So it's like it's definitely like eating my soul and my brain. Uh, but that's what I've been up to. So if you're wondering why I haven't been on the show, I'm not dead. Uh, I don't have that many health problems, but I've just been doing complex analysis. <laughs> we all just have the normal prerequisite melee stats health problem, which is just like a pretty debilitating stomach issue. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, the Melee that's Stats core classic. Par for the course, yeah. I don't think you're allowed to be uh, affiliated with Melee Stats if you <laughs> if you don't have some sort of, like, uh, you know, GERD or Acid Reflux. Um, that was a fun one, and I will I will be- um, push back on your idea that that was, not, that was somehow nerdier. Um, I think it's nerdier, but also for, like, a better use. Uh, <laughs> you learn something. I instead, like, made a list, and I was like, if I ever see this Beastie Boys album, I should buy it. Which seems to be less useful to the world and myself. Um, so I think I, I, you know, you you beat me in some sense, but not in the other. Edwin, this week, I bet it's going to be like love for your fellow man or whatever. What what are you extolling the virtue of? Oh my God. Uh, I've just been cooking a lot more lately, which oh. has been pretty fun. <laughs> That's such a good answer. That's a good <laughs> <one>. <laughs> the last time. <laughs> oh, I was getting, I'm so uh, sorry. I, I, was, I was recommending that. Uh, I, think, I think this actually was your answer last time. You had the blur was episode it? where you... Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, what was our last episode? <laughs> Cooking rules. I finished Love is Blind. I've been on a reality No, no, that was, your, that was your blur thing. I was? Oh, yeah, God, that's... And then so you start long. talking about how you have to, like, not be afraid to ask someone out or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, no, I got owned. Blur, blur was like that. <laughs> blur was like, this is the most useless advice I've ever heard. And I was like, why? What's wrong? <laughs> you, like, you realize that, like, for most, like, most people watching this, like leaving their room is like the first step. How are you going to tell them that it's easy to talk to other people and know what you want? Right, I yeah, think he... Blur's point was that you can't be yourself because if you're a smasher listening to this podcast, <laughs> yourself is bad. Yeah. yeah, was, I, yeah. Which is really He's irrefutable. I, I had no way of He's yeah, I had no way of responding. But yeah, I, I, I mean, if it makes I, you feel any better, he did DM me in response to something that we said <laughs> in the episode that did not include him pretty late in the episode. So he's he's getting through these, these YouTube watching. VODs. Um, yeah. The only other thing I'd mention is that I'm looking to move out of Boston pretty soon, so that's oh. been kind of a pain in the ass. But shipping yeah. out of Boston. We'll talk about where. Uh, just like well, we can talk about it later. Yeah, it, you don't uh, want to like docks. The docks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, Amby, if you want to talk complex analysis, hit a boy up. But, well, Chroma, um, you're you're a man of mystery. Uh, uh-huh. What what's been going on with you that you can divulge? I can't talk about anything professionally, but it's been giving me uh, panic dreams, which is, I think, very fun. I've been having a good time. Uh, you know, it's it's good to feel that rush of being alive. Um, let's see. I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I'm having a great time just being just terrible at the game and winning. Like, and I'll walk away from like I just beat Radon, and I'm like, I learned two. I learned two things. I ain't learned any of his patterns. I chunked it into thing I run away from on the horse and thing that I, I dodged twice and then I hit him. Um, I, I, I'm just like, I, I beat it and then I'm just like, wow, I learned so little about how to do this. And it's really just very humbling thinking about it that way. Having a great time with the game, my cat and I um, play together. She had her first dentist appointment of her life. Perfect. They took out a tooth. She's doing really well. Um, let's see. I, yeah, I saw my long niece twice this week, which was fun which is Zane's dog. Zane is dating my sister and they have a uh, marzipan um, who came to visit me and she is a sweetheart and I love her and she's a genius. Um, so that was actually a lot of fun. 
Um, that was a good time. And I joined a gym in person again, and I realized how afraid of high schoolers I am. Those and kids they're, they're ain't right. Kind of terrifying. Holy shit. Um, they are. Sorry. They're just, wait, wait what do you mean? What do you mean? How are you? You're afraid of everything. How are you not afraid of I'm never high school? afraid of anything. I'm not high schoolers. These like kids are cat. insane. You're afraid of your shadow. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a cat. What does that mean? They're just snorting pre-workout and shit. All right. Like we will fucking help talk about like talking people. to someone and you'll be like, that's so scary. <laughs> not like Dude, that at all. I I I have mentioned earlier this week about like the idea of going to a major and the like I was like, yeah, like it might we might go to dinner and this like guy who we casually know might be there. That's just how majors are. And you said yeah. she had like an anxiety attack. <laughs> I'm just a very intense person, and it takes a lot out of me to not uh, to not demonstrate that, or to not be around people that understand what what they're getting into. It's just it takes a lot of energy. I'm naturally very uh, how do you say um, sad, theatrical. No, not, not sad. Naturally, I'm not, sad, I'm not afraid. <laughs> just you're you're a very high key guy when it comes down to it. I love being high key. Yeah, it's, it's like one it's of my gets favorite things. I oh. love, I especially love low key or like high key people who act low key. Speaking That's of like that, a- I yeah. had brunch with Jack recently in New York. Jackzilla. <gasps> that was wonderful. I had a great time. And I'm so excited for Smash Camp where I'm going to be, he's going to be in our bunk. He is. That's our bunk? Very- our cabin? I don't know. He's in our cabin. Um, Jackzilla, uh, probably one of my favorite people who I would never have on this podcast. I feel like he, um, it's, confrontational in a way that i i assume is intentional but maybe not intentional to the degree of... no we need to have we need to have jack and we need to have like the entire the entire group of posters that he would argue vehemently with from the <laughs> don't discord even us don't even no, us. we're not on there it's just jack <laughs> it's like jack versus the ancoms like the yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well like uh, they all get yeah. boxing gloves you know what i'm saying we'll set yeah. that up that'll we'll We'll get that going down at SmashCon uh, or Smash Camp. Um, no, Jack Jackzilla. I'm just doing the Ancoms uh, leave the room. Okay. Yeah, but you know, so it's you know, because I really haven't done all that much for the last two years, and as COVID hit again, it it felt it, this this one felt a little bit worse because it felt like everyone I knew was going out and doing stuff, and I was still like, well, I don't know, like I I work around. Well, anyway, I don't want to. Like, you know, I, I'm around people that, you know, maybe either can't protect themselves from COVID or, like, would get pretty fucked up if they got it. Yeah, I, so I, I know that like, you're not supposed to say it, but I'll just say it. You work for Queen Elizabeth II. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, she's pregnant now, which I think <laughs> I can say. I think we all know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just, you know, I'd feel really bad if I were, you know, as I am her lord consort. I feel like giving her COVID is not, you know, in my job description. So, you know, yeah, it, so getting out there again is, is pretty fun. For sure. You know, until COVID comes back in, like, you know, a couple months. It's and, already and back in China, apparently. So. Woo! Perfect time for uh, the discourse whenever it comes back, right? Hell yeah. Well, uh, fortunately, the, the discourse, uh, you know, havers of the scene, they're, they're always right. Keep on coursing. Never a, a bad day to, to have some discourse in the Melee community. 
we we um yeah just just now in the timeline the uh the thunder gaming guy came back and everyone who he stole money or work from just dunked on him all at once and then i think he retreated <laughs> back into the swamp of of the past i don't, I don't even understand like, why would you, awesome. like, like i can't imagine having that level of like like just after already like i i just i don't know what's wrong with these people just like coming back like like there, there's got to be something there, right? Like it rules, I, yeah. just gluttons for punishment. They're like, maybe everyone's forgot by now. <laughs> <laughs> the posters have I, infinite memory, dude. They'll never honest, forget. No, um, not a a bad play on their part. They just happened to, you know, they didn't roll the natural twenty, or I guess everything but one. you. You know who rolled the natural twenty of people forgetting about what they did and being like, whatever. You seem nice, OJ. You seen him on Twitter? <laughs> I'm not sure if he has. I don't know I, he has. He's as good as it ever got. Is my point. Maybe That's the best 19. you can get. I feel like Chris Brown has multiple like number one singles. He's been on like very popular songs. That's it's true. But like, past. imagine, imagine if he didn't. He would be like. What if we don't talk about the worst people? Yeah, who yeah, yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good. Sorry. What about a Juice what about is loose. Ahmadinejad's Twitter. That guy, that guy's Chroma. Was... That did wow. start. <laughs> Look, you, you, you can't hand it to ISIS, which is not what Ahmadinejad is. I'm just, yeah, you know, we're going down the, down the road of things. Just Chroma, good conversations to, to yeah, have at all times. We, we you know, I am sensitive to the and cut the tape. Chroma. We mentioned uh, how lovely it is to have discourse, and I think you're one of the, the loveliest discourse havers in the entire scene. Whenever Jesus. we can get you, I, I think that this was. Uh, you know what? Guy. Not surprising that that this ended how it did, <laughs> with uh, OJ Pretty and good. ISIS, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, but I think before we got there, the real question was how long will it take before we get there? And I think we got a good two hours of discussion. I made uh, it almost so. all the way. Very close. Sorry, uh, normally at this point we ask if you have anything to plug. I. I gotta ask. I'm yeah. pretty sure I know the answer. You, you want to plug anything? Oh yeah, um, Smash Camp is going to be fun. Uh, I don't know. Be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, it's a good thing, you know. Polish is the goat. I remember Polish just messaged me one day like, "Hey, is there a uh, is there a place to net play and talk to each other that isn't so like so vehemently weird?" And out of that, Melee Online was formed. Oh, nice. And that's that's all really. I mean, you just just try to do something. Like if you think melee's dying, you go do something. That's that's how the cycles have always worked, right? You go do something, get digging into something that you want to get involved in. Always the perfect time. And um yeah, if anyone gets a chance to No, that's probably a bad idea. Okay. If you wanna check out <laughs> if you wanna check out these podcasts, you can uh find them live on twitch.tv slash melee stats. They upload on YouTube. At melee stats archive while you're on youtube you can go over to our main channel melee stats that's where we have our long form content uh you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash melee stats pod you will find stuff such as last day and melee uh you'll find a meme every month that fails <laughs> uh it's usually and, good oh you're still and, on this yeah, there's so many meme. good ones that we aren't posting for some reason 
the, there's well, a lot they're of, not for not reason uh <laughs> but, but yeah if you want to if you want to follow us for last day on May, last day at melee last day in melee oh god if you want to follow last us for last day in melee, melee. last night usually i don't have issues with this we all know you can you can go through uh if you want to follow us you can do so on twitter.com slash melee stats pod we'll also have links to our articles on melee stats.co such as monday morning marth with apparently a very spicy one this week and uh when's melee and uh if you just love everything we we do you want to support us patreon.com slash melee stats i forgot to say this earlier in the episode because we just had to get right into it but if you want to keep an eye out for uh what we're going to do this week i will just say it is march and i think if you are someone who follows melee stats uh melee stats in march might be synonymous with a little little something something so keep your eye out for that and uh i know that we talked about how we have gone bi-weekly as a podcast i'm happy to say that with a big event like smash camp uh we are going to be on next week as well you can catch us we have actually we have a pretty fun episode lined up i've, I've got some fun guests um so I appreciate you guys for watching. And if you want to pop in next week, I think it's going to be a really great episode. Chroma, you're a wonderful guest. Thank you for being on. Thank you uh, as well, Ambien Edwin. I think that this was a very neurotic, fun episode. But hey, talking about <laughs> rankings and discourse like this, I think you got to be a little neurotic. You know how it is. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Well, uh, thanks everyone for watching. And then we will catch you next week. Peace. Peace, guys.